for going, what was it? Was it welcome to the cave first? What do I say? You've done this six times. I know. Oh, no, I know what I say. <clears throat> welcome to the Cape First podcast. I am your host, Seb, and with me is my co-host, Thomas. And today we're talking about the new Eternals film, as well as Disney Plus Day. How exciting. I, You know, you've perfected that to the point where when you do the starting bit, it sounds like a recording. You nail the cadency <laughs> yeah. and the tone. Yeah. You get it exactly right until it gets to the topic where you go, this week we're talking about, and then it's like oh, you've had it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like you've got like a, you've fucking locked it in. It's the exact, <laughs> welcome to the Cape Town. It's like you get the exact fucking, yeah. it's, it's I like get one more. of them annoying NPCs in a video game where you walk past like, <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah. Like the guy in Skyrim. Have you ever made yeah. your way to the Sky District or whatever it is? I didn't know you until I took an arrow in the knee. Oh, I'm, 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 yeah, exactly. I'm endlessly impressed. Right. Thank so, you. yeah, we're talking we're talking about The Eternals, or Eternals, as it got renamed, as well as Disney Plus Day. So and, I think we should do that first. Yeah, also. And, oh, I yeah. Know if, you, and, <laughs> if, you've not, yeah. if you haven't noticed, there is someone else talking. <laughs> The shittest horse I've ever met in my life. Welcome to famed Eternals expert. Oh yeah, Louis. he's the one who worked with Jack Kirby. He's he knows everything there is about the Eternals. He is a famed Eternals expert. Jack Kirby himself has claimed as much, isn't that right, Louis? Yes. It's, it, if you deep, dig deep into his Twitter, so there. He doesn't have Twitter. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> Not gonna lie, didn't know who he was. <laughs> 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 it's, Brilliant. it's okay. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, to be fair, he was a recluse for 40, 50 years. He didn't even Not know who to he was. To me, though. <laughs> <laughs> to you, to you. you have your ways. Right, so yeah, um, I think we should talk about Disney Plus Day first, shouldn't we? If you want. I, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Plus, I mean, well, it's it's it'll be it'll be nice and quick to get out of the way, considering nothing fucking happened at Disney Plus. I day. was I was just going to ask if you had to compare it to Disney fandom, which one was Disney that? fandom? I'm sorry, DC <laughs> fandom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, look, DC fandom was pretty disappointing and pretty shit, but it had a lot more than what Disney Plus they did, which is saying yeah. a lot. Like exactly, DC fandom. We got a snippet of the Flash. We got a snippet of Black Adam. We got a new Batman trailer, and we got a featurette for Shazam and Aquaman. All the big movies coming out. You got a little bit of each, and yeah, there was some like fun stuff for the TV side of things. I mean, yeah, they were like, "Hey, look at Flash's golden <laughs> boots," but you know. Attract with shiny things. Yeah, that's basically what they did. (laughs) But hey, I like seeing the boots. But with with, (laughs) have you seen the meme for Disney Plus Day where it's like Disney Plus Day um, was just and it's like a photo and it's Marvel Studios and underneath it just has the word logo because that's all they released. Yeah, it's just logo after logo. I uh, I think like that getting like footage for some films is better than getting another logo for yeah. a show that was announced oh. a year ago. Because they did it with yeah. the films, didn't they? That were coming out, and it was just disappointing not to see what they were going to entail. Exactly. Like, like you get a logo for Ironheart, but which no we had already details. seen. Exactly. Yeah. We got a logo <laughs> yeah. last year. We got Agatha House of Harkness. A logo. Exciting. 
Very a logo. <laughs> Another logo. <laughs> we got a logo for a couple animated shows, Marvel Zombies and Spider-Man Freshman Year. I, I do I do like the sound of the Spider-Man one. That sounds really cool. Because it's before... Um, it's basically the stuff before Civil War. Yeah, it seems to be like an origin story for the MCU. I mean, they said as much. We'll see Peter Parker as he becomes the MCU Spider-Man. I think they said that specifically in That's a press exciting. release. I'd also like to point out that when I mentioned that, Louis kind of did a little gesture of like, fuck yes, not realising this is an audio format, not a video, <laughs> no, so I people know. can't see his reactions. <laughs> I, I've always been excited for Marvel Zombies. It is something that I've been looking forward to for so, so long. And to see an actual animated show oh, of it's, it. It's going to be so incredible. And they use the proper logo as well. Yeah, That's really cool. Oh. It sounds like you're about but, to cry, Louis. I am going to cry. It's, it's been a long time, Seb. But you know you know what else I saw that's uh, coming out is X-Men 97, a uh, continuation of the X-Men yes. animated series. That looks cool. Which, another which logo because... as well, but... <laughs> yeah, another logo. But what's interesting, right, is it says it's produced by Marvel Studios, yeah? Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a continuation of the animated show, that means this might be the first Marvel Studios produced project that isn't set in the mcu wow cool because if it's a continuation of the, unless they're going to make the animated show canon to the mcu which is like impossible to do because you have a bunch of characters like uh carol danvers turns up as ms marvel before she's oh, captain yeah. a bunch are... of shit contradicts you can't really link mm. them up mm-hmm. are they doing brand new stories because i know in the original animated series they were just using the stories from the comics you know like literally uh, making the comics come to life um, well, to so fair, is it like brand new stories I mean they might just adapt the last 20 years of comics you know you've had a lot of interesting mm-hmm. stuff with X-Men like you had the Phoenix Force 5 yeah. where the Phoenix Force split into different characters like Cyclops mm-hmm. um, they might do Age of Apocalypse I think that was done after oh, yeah. um, the 90s show I know one of the I think X-Men Evolution did Age of Apocalypse maybe but this did could you, just adapt that storyline. Did you ever read this X-Men comic storyline where it was with vampires? What? No. Yeah, I got one. You know when you went into like the news agents and you got the they had all like the Marvel DC comics, but they weren't like the physical it wasn't like a proper Forbidden Planet comic book store, but they just for had our the occasional American listeners, if anyone out there oh. is from America, a news agent is just the name for a store, a convenience <laughs> store. Yeah, they usually say Papers. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Newspapers, not just papers. Not like, <laughs> like of paper, but newspapers. But I think news agents is like a British term. I think it is. There's, another, agent, there's, yeah. another, there's another British term. Right, let's, let's, can we a just be realistic? Shop, but it's a little we racist, can use that. <laughs> can we be realistic? Do you genuinely think we have a, a fan in America? The only people I've seen that have listened to this, looking at the statistics, are from North America. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Incredible. That's amazing. Anyway, so... Like three people in, like... The fucking east coast of America that listen to this. Oh, so, so for you three people, this is for uh, you. Yeah, let, let me <laughs> start again. So let, let me start again. Um, when I was, uh, like, you know, in high school, I went to a store and A got convenience a, store. A convenience store. You went to a 7-Eleven. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, like, you must know what I mean. Like, you know, it wasn't, like, the yeah, proper... Yeah, but they used to have, like, the magazines and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And then in this X-Men one, it was following, like, vampires... And then Blade turned up and everything. And I remember collecting, like, I think it was like the four four comic book storyline of this. Um, and that was really cool. So maybe... It was, a, it was like a four-issue thing. 
Yeah, it was like a four-issue thing, yeah. And then they moved on to this other uh, big storyline which connected all the other um, Marvel magazines, and it was called Fear Itself or something. Um, oh, Fear, like Green... Fear Itself is an actual crossover, though. Fear Itself yeah, is a yeah. proper... Yeah. Oh shit! I was going to say because that sounded more coherent than the DC connections that have ever made. Yeah, <laughs> DC has this tendency of like they're like, oh, we're going to tease this thing, or we're yeah. going to reboot. Never mind. It's never happens. <laughs> yeah. But um, they they might do that in the X Men '97 animated. Maybe. I show mean, I I reckon it would be more likely that they'd adapt comic book storylines from the last couple decades than come mm-hmm. up with new storylines. But mm-hmm. it is curious because this is technically the first Marvel Studios project that they've done for the X-Men, but it's not going to be connected, which is curious. And they've still not really given any details about how mutants and all that is going to connect. They've seemed to be more focused on the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, so you, know how they, yeah you know how they said, like, oh, we're not going to do X-Men for a while. Do you think what they actually meant was... The only X Men content we're going to do is this animated series, and then that's it. We're not, we're not doing a reboot. It's the last one we promise, guys. This yeah. is it. This is it. <laughs> this is it. We, it's too much effort to tie mutants into the MCU, so fuck it. We're going to do the animated show from the nineties, and that's all you get. Well, Just fuck it. Uh, like stop asking ad- us to recast Wolverine. Like a drug addict's last draw. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anything I, else from Disney Plus Day? Uh, yeah, we got. A whole bunch of logos for a bunch of the shows, like Moon Knight, She-Hulk, that type of stuff. We got a new Secret Invasion logo. And, um, with an and old... we got a shot of Nick Fury. Yeah, an old Nick old. Fury. He oh. didn't have the eye patch. Have you not seen, seen that? that? I haven't seen that. He's, you see the, the, the cuts across his eye. He doesn't have an eye patch. And he's got a big grey beard. Um, and he's oh. like the main character of Secret Invasion. Now, this the footage that was shown, he seemed to be against some kind of like grey backdrop. So mm-hmm. there's a good chance that this is just a costume test. Right. Yeah. This isn't actually footage from the show. It, Unless I it don't is. Think it's, I don't think it started filming. I think this is no. the casting phase. But I could be completely wrong. It could be, it could be ready to go. It could drop mm. next week. Who fucking knows? Do, do, do oh, you think it will follow the com. Secret Invasion comic storyline or they'll do something completely Absolutely different? Absolutely not. You've read Secret Invasion. It's fucking all kinds of crazy shit happens. Tony Stark gets poisoned. The inciting incident is Electra is revealed to be a scroll. Yeah. A bunch of stuff that you can't really adapt with the current MCU. I think they've already said that this is less of a crossover and more of a story focused on the political intrigue of Ooh. the scrolls invading uh, through copying other people. Wow. So I think it's much more of a character focused story for Nick Fury. Um, That'd be but cool. they've used an event title. Yeah. And I think that's sort of what they're going to do with Armor Wars. Armor Wars was a big crossover in the comics, I think back in the 80s or 90s. I've not read it myself. But I think the story was like a bunch of villains get hold of the Iron Man technology. Oh. <laughs> which is like a cool idea, yeah. It's so cool. And after they, you know, they get all the armor and then there's like a big fight or whatever. But it had like a bunch of different characters involved. Whereas I think this version in the MCU is more focused on War Machine. Oh, um, okay. And it's curious that they're not calling it, like, Nick Fury. They're calling it Secret Invasion. Yeah. You know? And Do they're not you... calling it War Machine. They're calling it Armor Wars. I think they try and capitalize yeah. on the main, like, the, the, it, the big name character. It might mean that these are actually more, like, limited series. Mm-hmm. So it's a one series and then it's done. Um, Same with, like, WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you think for War Machine, um, or um, Iron, what's the, what's it, what's it called? <laughs> Ironheart. Yeah, Ironheart. And, 
Is it that Don... fucking iron bitch? What's in it? <laughs> <laughs> that part. Um, is it Don Cheadle who plays War Machine? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he'll get an Emmy for his performance in that and not just a... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah do you know about this no uh, oh that's Don hilarious Cheadle, you know how you know how he's in Falcon and Winter Soldier for like two seconds yeah he got nominated for an Emmy for that for huh? best guest appearance <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so ridiculous I mean, I'm excited for all this slate of Disney Plus stuff but it's just a shame because we didn't really get many trailers or teasers except no. for a couple second long teasers for Moon Knight She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel to be fair, the Moon Knight one, if you analyse it, if you look really deep into it, it's incredible. It looks more really and good. more and more you pull from it. It's there's so many hidden things in oh the background, but it's, it seems like it's a very it's a story about him being haunted by these things. Yeah. And what's fascinating is that the Moon Knight character in comics, originally he was this guy. He was like a he was a marine who, him and his whole team get gunned down, and. He's about to die, and he crawls to a statue of this Egyptian moon god, whose name I cannot pronounce. And so he prays, he, he asks that god to help him, and the god replies and says, if you become my champion, I will save you. So he becomes the moon knight. And then they saw, I don't know if it was a retcon or if it was just a reveal, but the um, it turns out that he's schizophrenic and oh. suffers from DID. Uh, I think the I think the moon god's name is Konshu or something like that, but that whole identity, that moon knight identity, might just be a fabric of his like um, imagination or a, a split personality mm-hmm. within the his DID and, persona, and it'd be curious because DID is like a real condition, <clears throat> and there's the, there's debate about whether or not it's real. Or whatever, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to discredit people's and, you know mental disorders. But if DID is a big part of the show, it would be mm. curious to see if Moon Knight is a faithful um, representation of that specific disorder. Because I think shows always do kind of struggle with that sort of aspect of going deeper into like the intricacies of exactly. like, mental disorder and stuff. It'd be interesting. But I, I do think you've got a genuine point there that could, because if you actually watch the trailer, there are certain points where it's almost like like we discussed, like he wakes up from this trance-like state. And he's surrounded by these bodies that he's knocked yeah. out. So it's like, are there different? Is the superhero part of him a different personality? Is he all, is like the moon god thing? Yeah. Is that a figment of his imagination? Like, I think if this show and from the tone of things, I think if it actually goes pretty dark, like it looks like it's going, it looks like it can. It, it does. Yeah, look it like looks it like this might could be similar to the Daredevil series on Netflix, like that same tone. I got that. I also got a bit of a little bit of the Batman. You know when you see him beating yeah, that yeah, guy up, yeah, it yeah. reminded me of that last shot of the Batman where he just fucking yeah. wrecks that teenager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just what Batman but, does on a day to day basis. But no, it's curious because I remember when the when the Daredevil Defenders stuff was like in full swing on Netflix. A lot of people were like Moon Knight's got to be the next one because he's a character that really fits that street level, gritty, violent sort of tone. And I'm hoping that Disney actually follow through with that and make this show gritty and violent well, and I all mean, that stuff. Well, I mean, let's hope so, because aren't they making a Predator series as well? Yeah, but... And if that's, the, if that's you know, happy clapping with thing. songs, then that's going to be weird. 
because I suppose that's another thing. There was a bunch of stuff that was announced at Disney Plus Day that's kind of not really in our wheelhouse. A bunch of, I think, I think High School Musical, the musical, the series got season three announced. Oh my god! No way! <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh and that, that's what it's fucking god. called: High School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> Can they not get a more creative name? No, that's what it's it's actually called. <laughs> But yeah, so there's a bunch of stuff like that that got announced, and if you want, if if that kind of stuff interests you, we're not going to talk about it, I'm afraid. I just want to interject something. If if anybody listening at home wants to have a little game, right? Go watch the Moon Knight trailer and try and find a shadowy figure, because yeah. it's a oh, very nice touch. It's very very subtle. Go and have a look. Watch the whole thing and see if you can find the shadowy figure. I watched it about three times before and then we watched like it was like a, almost like a editing video of it. yeah. yeah like it's sort of a breakdown and it's ridiculous it's subtle but oh i'm gonna when do someone that points it out to you it's very obvious but when you try and watch it you don't really I, see I, it i I'm, personally wouldn't have seen it until thomas pointed it out to yeah. me I'm, um, I'm, so I'm gonna do that next week next week check in with us and tell us if you can find the shadowy figure without I will. I watching will. a breakdown of the trailer no. don't don't cheat like me and louis did no no <laughs> I'm, no i'm, I'm going to do it properly it i'll do it properly yeah <laughs> you do, you do it you'll do it legit yeah but, but yeah um, so anybody listening send in tell us if <laughs> you find it what, what did but you yeah. guys think of one, the one second just going just oh, going back to what right, you said quickly okay. because the predator prequel is more leaning towards adult content and it's going to be on Star or Hulu or whatever, that can kind of have the leading... And the, the, the Predator prequel is very cleverly named Prey. That's oh, such that's a good clever. title. That's very clever. I think it's, I think it's I about like a Native that. American girl getting hunted by a predator or something. Wow. And she has, like, fight back, which would be really interesting. And then there's, a, cool. I guess there's that Billy connection to the first one as well, because Billy's the Native American, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, the guy who cuts himself yes. on the bridge. I think he's Native yes, American. Yes. Um, but yeah, so but that that is more of like adult content. I don't think that's going to Disney <laughs> Ooh, Plus in all territory. So um, with Moon Knight actually going to Disney Plus in all territories, I don't know how violent they'll go. Yeah, um, I have a question that you may have already answered, and I haven't realized that you've said it. Is the Predator <laughs> series following on from the original film, or from the remake shitty one that they made that we saw in View in Sterling? That. Well, that um, oh the 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 predator the predator the predator, the predator. that's it yeah the twenty twenty one one yeah the... oh, no no it's not twenty twenty one no it's not twenty twenty nineteen something like that twenty eighteen twenty eighteen I'm pretty sure well really? the predator is still a continuation of the originals oh yeah but it's just done really badly. It's just done really badly. Gary Busey's real son is in that movie playing Gary Buse's character's son from the second film. But he's so just a, brushed over him. Yeah. He's just such a minor a, At one point, you know that like weird exosuit they get at the end? That was supposed oh, yeah. to be Ellen Ripley from the Alien what? movies. What? Why? In that? Yeah. No, like there was going to be a space pod and it was going to say Ripley on the side and it was going to be Ellen Ripley. Wow. Fuck knows how that would make sense. At I one point like it was going to be Arnold. Oh. Duke from the first one. It, well, that would be cool. Come on. Okay, it would have been cool. But you know, it'd be even cooler if it was a Terminator. <laughs> I would have actually. Yes. All three, yes. like, and then you just start a big Terminator, mashup. Terminator and Robocop so. come yeah. out the park. Yeah. Do you know? Remember Thomas when you told me about the Terminator and Robocop uh, crossover in the comics or something? 
Oh, that comic. That comic, right? If you read it, it's like Robocop wrote a fan fiction where he puts himself in Terminator 2. <laughs> he just <laughs> like, puts yeah. himself in it. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'll do it, it myself. It starts off with like this woman. She's running through a museum trying to get away from these Terminators. And it's a Skynet museum. And one of the exhibits <laughs> is Robocop. And then, Ro- then she dies. And Robocop travels back in time to the events of Terminator 2. The Terminator gets killed, and then Robocop just takes that role. And it's like he went, hey, wouldn't it be cool if I was in Terminator 2? <laughs> like, what? And, of course, yeah. of course, this was discussed That's... at um, Disney Plus Day. It was, it was. There was a part in Disney Plus Day where they went, hey, does, anybody, does everyone remember the Terminator-Robocop crossover? And everyone went, "No." yeah, I do. <laughs> everyone remembers that. It's ingrained in cultural memory. Anyway, <laughs> she um, and yeah, She-Hulk looked great, both Didn't the show it? and the actress. I think both. I think in the costume she looked great. Yeah. yeah. I think um, her Jennifer Walters uh, sort of alter ego, the lawyer yeah. look, looked great. Mm-hmm. I think that little throwback to the eighties Hulk show was great with the little. But, you don't want to make me angry. You yeah. Don't like me when yeah. I'm angry. Yeah. I liked that. So good. Um, and. The actress is easy on the eyes, so that never hurts, does it? No. What did you think of the very stationary Hulk? The stationary Hulk? Like you see him in that one scene where he's like, oh, oh these transformations yeah, are triggered by that. anger, and he barely moves. And I think it's because of the, uh, the VFX budget. Yeah. They were like, let's Ooh. get Hulk in, but let's have him stand really still so we don't have to animate movement, and he can just move his hands in his you, face. You yeah. know, the thing I want an answer for is, spoilers for Shang-Chi, if anyone hasn't seen the post credit scene, how is he now back into human form? Do you think yeah, this is going to reckon... be explored in She-Hulk? Because, you as you said, 100%. budget. I, don't I, have I, think we're, I think something to do with him... Because the way she gets her powers in the comics is she's his cousin and she's dying of some disease, I believe. And he has to give her a blood transfusion. But because he's, like, gamma radiated, (laughs) she ends up looking like the Hulk. But the thing with Jennifer is that she looks like Hulk all the time. She's not a big, huge Mm. fucking monster. She gets higher, she gets more built, but she gets the green skin and she looks like that all the time. It's like Hulk where she changes. She just looks like that. Right, okay. She's also... And this might be what the Incredible Hulk scene is about, like that throwback. Jennifer Walters is one of the few characters in comic books who breaks the fourth wall. Oh, what? She broke you know the what? fourth wall before Deadpool. She yeah. doesn't rip off Deadpool, Deadpool rips off her. You know what? I got a She-Hulk comic. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done, I'm really happy for you. But anyway, so yeah. So... <laughs> but do you see what I mean? Like... That throwback to the eighties Hulk so, show might be her making a joke about the eighties Hulk show. I've not. To be fair, I've not read a, a She Hulk um, comic. I have. Seb, the proud owner of one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Did she break what? the fourth wall in it? I don't know. It's been a while it. since I've read it, but um, <laughs> 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 the one, one person with a She Hulk comic, and you can't answer this question. No, 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 no. Did you want to hear a funny story? Um... Actually, no, Always, decide- but if you're telling it, will it be funny? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm already having second thoughts of this story, so I maybe bet, not. I bet the story is, I walked into a comic book store, I tripped up and I bought a comic. That's the whole story. No, I didn't trip up. 
um, no, I, I got the She-Hulk comic, and I remember because I was so young, um, I wasn't reading the comic, I was just looking at her because I found her very attractive. So you were basically perving on a green woman? Oh, I mean... I mean, have you seen the way she's drawn? Have you seen the way she's drawn in comics? I think that scene where it's like a throwback to the 80s Hulk show, that could be an indication that she is going to break the fourth wall. And that's like a joke about the Hulk show beforehand, Mm. you know? Sort of how Deadpool will make fun of, like, the X-Men franchise and shit and look at the camera. I wonder if we're going to get a similar thing with Jennifer Walters Hulk. And I wonder if the way they'll explain it is once she gets that blood transfusion from uh, her cousin, that after she gets the Hulk shit in her, yeah. she then breaks the fourth wall. Because they tried to do that with Deadpool, where um, once he gets his mutant powers, he can break the fourth wall. But because the flashbacks oh. jump about, it doesn't quite line up. But that was their kind was of... Was that the... I didn't, I didn't know yeah, that. that. It's, it's, okay. it's kind of done, but there's a couple times where he breaks the fourth wall before he gets the powers, and it doesn't quite make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like when he says don't make my super suit green or animated he does that before he gets the powers <laughs> it's a fun joke, breaks the fourth wall but you know it's kind of, anyway so it would be curious to see if, that, if that's followed through and we also got a brief footage of Miss Marvel but like you said Louis before when you watched it I don't, that's the one I'm least interested in just Same. because it's the one that I think is furthest away since yeah. it's been delayed till yeah. summer of next year so, I don't even know where they're going with it. I'm not sure either. Um, I'm, I like the I don't character. Think the director does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I, apparently there's like a genie subplot where she gets her powers through a genie. Oh, okay. But that's not how she gets them in the comics. She's an inhuman, and I think there's like major reshoots going on with that show. And I think it's probably because they're not really sure how to handle her powers or how to introduce her powers. Her powers have apparently been massively changed from the comics. Mm. They're more in line with Green Lantern than they are, because she's got like stretchy powers like Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. But not to the same degree. And I think they didn't want to do that because they wanted Mr. Fantastic to be their first like stretchy boy in that universe. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's also quite hard on a, on a very basic practical level for a director to use child actors. In, obviously, child actors are great in some aspects, but I think it's quite hard. Depending on if you're going to a very, very serious plot, depending on how they can handle it, can make or break a series. Yeah. So like, I think if it's quite lighthearted... There's, there's a reason the Stranger ki- the Stranger Things kids get used in everything, because yeah. they're kind of like the best of child actors. Oh, they're brilliant. And this, yeah. this show is that girl's first series as well, I think. So I think it could make or break... So I think it's, it's it would be interesting but, to see what what they go for if it's light-hearted and sort True. of a mm-hmm. bit more of a kiddie Marvel thing, maybe? True, but at the same time, I, I think Marvel have nailed it with their casting so far. I don't really oh, think yeah. they've made. So they've obviously cast it for oh, a yeah. reason. And it's, it's hard to kind of judge the series because even the little snippet we got didn't really give us a lot of the tone. Like, it didn't feel like a, a coming-of-age story the same no. as Spider-Man Homecoming did. Even though they're kind of yeah. supposed to be in the same age bracket almost, I think. Are so they? it's... Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think oh. she's... I think she's in high school, and he is getting to the tail end of his high school years. Yes, Tom Holland's also older. Yeah, like, he's as a an lot actor, older. Yeah, so he's, like, he's, he's a pretty yeah. distinguished actor before. Like, he'd been in quite a lot of things. So I don't know. It's I'm curious to see what they do with that. I'm curious to see if it works because if they are overhauling it, I wonder how it's going to get overhauled. I wonder if we're going to find out any more about this. 
but it's weird because we got the same kind of teaser reel last year at the investor meeting and it's a year on and we're getting just like a little bit more footage I want just some concrete information. Yeah. Another thing about all these logos and these teasers, the few that we got, no confirmed dates on anything. It was all coming soon, coming next year, maybe in the summer. Like, no mm. specific solid dates. When they announce a new Marvel movie, they announce it with a date. But with these TV shows, there's like this kind of <laughs> laissez-faire attitude of, yeah. we'll get to it. Yeah, it'll happen when it happens. We'll release it at some point. <laughs> Come in whenever. Whatever. Okay, we'll, we'll just pick a random date. But I don't know. Beyond that, there wasn't very... Star Wars, it was light and information. No. Pixar, light and information. And it's curious because we've had, like, a Lightyear trailer, a Book of Boba Fett trailer. Yeah. But we didn't get it all on Disney Plus Day. And I feel like they should have maybe waited for Disney Plus... Heck, we didn't even get a Kenobi teaser. It just doesn't feel like there's much point to having a Disney Plus Day when you're not doing... Yeah, when you're not doing big announcements <laughs> for it. Like, the biggest announcement we got was Agatha Harkness is getting a TV show. That's, which That's pretty big. But we already got that. That was late yeah. a fucking few weeks ago. And a few months ago, even. And we got a Spider-Man animated TV show. But great, we've had like fucking 12 of those cunts. <laughs> and sure, this one's set in the MCU, but will it? Or is it a multiverse scenario like the other anime? Yeah. Show? We yeah. don't really... Same with Marvel Zombies, but apparently fucking Robert Kirkman, the writer, was like, yeah, I think we're getting a Marvel Zombies property at some point. Oh. And so we already knew all this shit. No tangible announcements, no big fucking reveals. And the Kenobi thing that we got, the scissor reel... That was just the scissor reel shown to investors last year. Yeah. And you can tell because last year all these... Exactly. All these quotes come out where they were like, oh, Hugh McGregor says, the best thing about the show is it brought me back together with Hayden Christensen. Oh, it's so exciting. Which is so (laughs) So cool. But when you see the scissor reel, it's the same quotes. And it's concept art. There's no footage or anything despite the fact that they've been filming. You don't even see anything from Hayden Christensen. He doesn't come out and say anything. So clearly I think they literally just went... Hey, do you know that footage we showed the investors last year? We'll just put that on Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't know. It just you're right, Seb. It just feels lazy. Did you want me to say something after that? Yes, I it is lazy. I thought you'd react to that. <laughs> yes, it's. I said your name, Seb. I thought you'd react. <laughs> yeah, I did think it was lazy. Brilliant, cool, bro. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so right, let's move on to the main event. Um, Eternals. We, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Marvels. Eternals. Marvels. That's my favourite subject. I'm an expert. Yeah, you're an expert on I, this. I, I'm an expert. You and so Jack Kirby Louis. go way back. Exactly. This guy you never knew about. So and you th- didn't realise he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, in all your infinite wisdom, tell us yeah. exactly what the Eternals are in both the comics and in this movie. After you. I'm listening. So... Basically, when Lucifer had three children. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, so do you want me to take over? I'd love you to take over. <laughs> I, I watched the film. Watched the film. <laughs> Big details, not my thing. <laughs> so, Seb, do you want to take over? You explain to me what the Eternals are in both the comics and the film. Both in comics and movies, right. Ooh, big challenge, here we go. Yes. Start with the <sighs> comics first. Who are the Eternals in the comics? Well, it all begins with the Celestials, okay? 
And there, the big... The what? The who? <laughs> celestials. The celestials. The celestials? It's celestials. Celestials. Oh, drop the R. Celestials. Oh, yeah. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Right, guys. Right. <clears throat> celestials. And? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so, so, the Celestials, you know, they came to Earth and were wanting to play around with the humans, you know. So, they took the humans and they were playing around with their DNA and they made two other different species. So, we get the Eternals, you know, these yeah. godlike beings with amazing powers. And then you also get the Deviants. And this all came from the Celestials experimenting on the human gene. And from Very well done. Thank you. Uh, and then the Celestials, I believe they live... Where do they live, Thomas? Can you remember? Or were they, like, they're from higher up? I just I mean, re- I remember what Jack Kirby wrote. It's like, you know, the, the, the Deviants live beneath the earth and everything, whereas the Celestials and the Eternals live high in the sky. Yeah, because, I mean, this is the thing. I think Olympia was... Um, Olympia, uh, that was it, yeah. Yeah, I think Olympia in the comics is like a city on Earth. But then some Eternals left Earth to go live on Titan, the moon of Saturn, not the planet Titan like in the MCU. Mm-hmm. It was just the moon of Saturn. And they had their own civilization there. But then there's like other off-branches, like the, Asgar- the Asgardians. Yeah. They were made by the Celestials mm. as a sort of... I think they were there to like kind of look after humanity, and they were there to be like a representation of Norse mythology. But I think that was Jack Kirby kind of just yeah. retroactively canonizing them to his Eternals myth. Right. And then there's also stuff like the humans within the humans themselves. The Celestials were kind of responsible for the X gene. Yeah. That creates mutants, okay. and they were also responsible for the fact that humans have the abilities to gain superhero powers and, yeah. through experimentation. And that's how like you get... Celestials, that's how you get, like, Spider-Man like, and... Cap- yeah. Exactly. Like, if you imagine it, like, the Celestials created a gap in the human DNA that you can just plug superpowers yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like Seb said, Captain America, Spider-Man, Luke Cage, characters who get these powers cool. through experimentation... That is only allowed because the Celestials allowed it to. Yeah, they mm-hmm. fucked around with their genes, and the Celestials have they, like this big, huge, sweeping cosmic epic in the comics, which is similar to the Fourth World in DC comics, because it's written by the same guy, <laughs> Jack Kirby. He loves his cosmic you, space gods. Louis, Louis, you should know all about this, yeah. Yeah, because you're Jack Kirby's best friend, yeah, nephew, right? Yeah, you're, nephew. Yeah, yeah, you're related yeah, to him. Yeah. You're the world's expert on the I Eternals. At, I was at his funeral. You told me all this Did stuff. Did you know he died? Yeah. <laughs> Did you die? Oh, oh, I, I was actually at his funeral. Yeah. What's his um, What's his uh, comic book nickname? Big Jeff. Big <laughs> Jeff. Close. It's the King. <laughs> Big Jeff the King. Yeah. Big Jeff the King. Sorry, I, I thought you would have Big known Jeff. the King. Yeah. Jack Kirby. His name was Big Jeff. Yeah. Big Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You looked at me with such sincerity. It's an, a- it's an acronym. Uh, is it? What does yeah. it stand for? The big, jolly, enthusiastic fucking fiend. <laughs> fucking fiend? He's yeah. a fiend, is he? Yeah, he's a comic book fiend. He's a comic book fiend. What does Do fiend that? mean? Fiend. What 
What do you mean? What does fiend mean? What does fiend mean? If you're a fiend, you're a little bit of a bastard. You're a little bit of a bastard. Are you saying Jack Kirby's a little bit of a bastard? He's bastard and good at making comics. Jack Kirby. That's your name, isn't it? Louis Kirby. Well, Thomas, like you know, not all uncles are great, He's your uncle as well. Um, but yeah, so I think. One second, I'm going to start that clear. I didn't mean to say that. The Eternals in the comics are like this big, sweeping epic, and it's like I said, it's similar to the Fourth World in DC comics because it's written by the same guy. When Jack Kirby left Marvel after feeling fucked over by the editors, mm. he went to DC, made the Fourth World, which is Dark Side and all those characters, oh, High Father and all that shit. Makes sense. And then DC kind of fucked him over there because they were like he was like I want to keep these characters separate and he was like DC were like no 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 they're part of the main DC universe now and Darkseid has become the de facto villain of the DC yeah. universe yeah. Marvel doesn't really have a main villain they have like Doom Galactus yeah. Thanos multiple DC has exactly DC has Darkseid yeah yeah Darkseid is that's the whole point so after all that shit I think Kirby was like well I'm going to go back to Marvel and when he went back to Marvel they were like we'll let you do anything he's like well I'm going to make the Eternals I'm going to do another space cosmic epic cool. and um, other people have picked it up over the years the only Eternals comic I've read is the run by Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. which as Neil going as as Neil Gaiman comics go it's not the best I like it but his Sandman stuff's more interesting. His fucking Doctor Who stories are more interesting, personally. But it's he did still Doctor good. Who. Did... Yeah, he did the oh. Doctor's Wife. Oh, I've heard about that one. Yeah, that one's really good. He also did Nightmare in Silver, which isn't as good. But that's not his fault. I think a lot of that is because of, um, like, um, on-set rewrites and shit like that. Like yeah. it's. That story kind of got butchered, and I think because of how badly that story was handled, he decided he wasn't going to do it again. <laughs> Which is a shame, because he's a fantastic writer. Which means that both Douglas Adams and Neil Gaiman have written for Doctor Who. It's like a weird link in tissue between really two good sci-fi writers. But anyway, so he wrote a, a, a mini-series of The Eternals, which reads more like the first volume of an ongoing series. It sets up a bunch of stuff that doesn't get paid off. Because I think the next time they did something with the Eternals, they just killed them all off. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. And then when the movie, when the movie was coming out, they rewrote it and were like, "Here's another Eternals miniseries," and brought the mm. characters back, uh, which I've not read. But yeah, so comparing them to the movie is a lot different because why are they different in the movie set? Well, sorry, sorry, fuck you. Let's go to the expert. Oh, the, sorry, the, yeah. The Jack Kirby why, why, why? I was going to say, expert. I was going to say, why are you asking me? We've got the expert. So, why were they different in the movie, Louis? Well, first of all, there's fear in your eyes. I can see it, <laughs> <laughs> like a deer in the headlights. But anyway, so first of all, in the comics, the drone. <laughs> no, no. Right, yeah, right. Okay. And in the movie, okay. I didn't know how to explain this to you, Thomas. Okay. In the movie, they're actually real people. They're real people. They're, are they're they? playing real people. They're real people. Well, they're playing real people. They're playing no, real people. They're not playing real people. It's real people. They're real people. You think the Eternals are real people? Yeah. Well, Jack Kirby told me they were. But Jeff told me it was. <laughs> but no. I'm waiting for a real answer here. Waiting for a real answer. Oh, I don't actually really know the. the I think you've just got it the wrong way round. <laughs> what did we bring you on? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> so, <laughs> it's just you. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I completely forgot. Jack Kirby said you're the worst nephew. Ever. <laughs> Jack Kirby loved me. <laughs> well, yeah. So, Seb, why are they different? Uh, I don't like it because basically they you don't like it. No, I, I don't like how different it is from the comics. So, first of all, instead of the Celestials uh, playing with the human gene, uh, Celestials uh, come from... This is, I just want to point out, this is twice that you've used the terminology playing with, and there's something about it that makes me feel a little creeped out. Would you like me to... <laughs> well, school days. <laughs> the Celestials were playing with the human. Well, kind of, they were. They were, they, 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 these big... They were experimenting. Fine. In the comics, they were experimenting. played with <laughs> Right, so yeah, instead of the Celestials experimenting with the human gene, uh, they were helping the Earth evolve because once the Earth gets to a certain point, uh, Celestials, you know, will whoa, come. Whoa, 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 we're going way into spoiler territory. We need a, this is a this is a new movie, so we can't. Usually, we've talked about movies that have been out for years, so we've right, just got to straighten okay, the spoilers. Okay. This time, this is. Are we having to be delicate? To this, we're going to have to be delicate for the first. Oh, um, fuck's sake! Like like touching a lady's neck. You, you struggle with that, Sam, don't you? Um, <laughs> touching females. I've just realised. I've just realised the reason why Louis doesn't know the difference is because when we saw this film in theatres together. He was late by like ten. Minutes. Yes, he was. He was. So this is this is why I feel quite put on the spot because <laughs> I, I, I managed to literally get there ten minutes into the movie after thinking that I wasn't even going to make it. My, my last thought was not on Jack Kirby's masterpiece. <laughs> it was you, on uh, will I get into the cinema? Yeah, you missed the beginning bit, right? So I'll I'll take the reins. I, 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 no, I, I want to give I came it. In, just just for just for um, clarity, I came in just like. Oh, I can't, can't even go into it. No, say what say what's saying without giving away uh, specific details. B- basically, it came into the very beginning where there was a fight scene, and that was basically it. That was where I got into. There's no spoiler there. Like, I was going to say, because I can't it, even see what scene you're talking about. <laughs> the, the, the very beginning of yeah. the film. Yeah. Um, there's. Is it a fight scene in London? No. Right. Oh, you okay. missed that. Oh. Is it in London? Is it with a certain British no, 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 guy no, no, from sorry, Game sorry, of Thrones? sorry. I, I, I came in to a party. There was a party. And then the fight and scene. And, ah, and that's, that's, that's yeah. where I came in. Right. Are we and seriously? Fight scene, but I'm... I came in at the party. Right, the party okay. scene. And that is... So if you watch it, the party scene was when I arrived, flustered, out of breath, <laughs> and climbing up some stairs. So, yeah. Um, well, okay. Well, in that case, I think going into this conversation, we should go in... Full spoilers. Yeah, I was just going to say, are we really doing an hour and 20 talk about a film that we can't spoil? I, I was, was going to do hard. the opening, no spoilers, but fuck it. If you haven't seen Eternals, go watch it. I think it was pretty good. You know? I liked it. it was, I, 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 you know what, right? This movie is, I think it's best viewed in cinema if you're going to see it. Because there yeah. are certain sequences that work really well on the big screen. Yeah, I mean, the actual... The actual um... CGI in it is beautiful. The, the whole setting is incredible. The costumes are ah, they're, they're incredible. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're really well made. Everything is. It's a it's a very good film to see on a big screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into opinions later. I was yeah, I was gonna say I'll I'll touch on later my thoughts on it, but I think overall it was a very good film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so full spoilers. 
the difference between the comics and the movie Eternals is that the Eternals aren't experiments of humans in the film. They're just a completely other thing separate. Mm -hmm. They're created in a place called the World Forge and they're sent out across the universe to look after planets that are developing sentient life. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. some planets are impregnated with celestial sperm, essentially. Yeah. That planet, they just drop a little celestial sperm into a planet and they let it feed off of sentient energy. Mm -hmm. And when it gets to a certain point, it hatches. Mm. So the celestials, sorry, the Eternals are actually synthetic life forms to an, to an extent. Just, or at least... Well, the, I mean, they are, they are. I mean, they, they, yeah. they're basically... Yeah. The, the ones we follow in the movie, you know, there's other Eternals that yeah. come up later that maybe they are the more organic. Yeah. Mm. Eros was Thanos' brother after all, so yes. maybe he's yes. more organic than other ones. Yeah. And, Who knows? But yeah, I think... Um, so that's the key difference, is they're not an experimentation yeah. of humans, they're sent to protect humans. Yeah, they also... Which is a big deviation. Yeah, they also changed what where the deviants came from as well. Um, again... Another big deviation. Yeah, instead of experimenting on humans, and they split in... Giving, or playing with humans, um, <laughs> instead, <laughs> deviants were made to help the Earth evolve and get, you know, get rid of the dinosaurs and everything. Too much. But then, yeah, you know, they got a bit too dangerous, and that's where it's the Eternals like came in. Cause to survive. Yeah. yeah, which is curious because I, I wonder if deviants, because in that flashback sequence when you see the deviants taking out predators, it looks like they're on Skrullos because you see a scroll. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in that sequence yeah. a scroll gets attacked by mm-hmm. something and a deviant gets, takes it out. So I thought deviants were just like an Earth experiment, but I wonder if they initially sent out. A whole fuckload of deviants across different mm. planets, and realize, oh, that's actually yeah. help. Here's yeah. here's my question: Why did they change it? Why did they change it from the comics? I think they changed it from the comics because I think they wanted to get as far away from the Inhumans as possible. <laughs> yeah, because, because it... the Inhumans have a very similar story where the Kree go to Earth and experiment on humans and create the Inhumans. Mm. And then the Inhumans leave Earth to make a city on the moon, like the Eternals leave Earth to make a city on Saturn's moon. And I think they just went, or Jupiter's moon, whichever one Titan is. And I think they were like, the the Inhumans TV show is so bad, we need to get as far away from that as possible. So let's change it up. Let's make them more like these celestial angels being sent from God to guide humanity into the right process yeah Yeah. i think that was the key reason because i mean i think recently they even said that they refute they wouldn't allow eternals to film in hawaii because in humans burn all those bridges (laughs) like the tv show seriously yeah not literally not literally because it I think it was like... <laughs> just going down burning Hawaiian bridges like, fuck you guys. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it was literally just a case of we need to have this as far away from Inhumans oh, as possible. Because, I mean, there is no real reason. You can do the exact same story and have them reveal... They could think that they're there to protect humans and then the reveal later. Yeah. They get re- there's the big reveal that they're synthetic life forms yeah. made in a world forge. You do the exact same thing, but it's like... You were experiments on humans, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You do the same thing and keep it comic accurate. And they only change it. I think they also changed it 
because they wanted to have different types of Eternals later on. Yeah. So you can go to, like, because they made them to look like humans. Maybe the reason Thanos never had actual kids is because mm. he was an Eternal and made to look like the yeah, people of that planet. Sense. Yeah. It also kind of mirrors what you were saying about the um, human life form, because it almost mirrors what Captain Marvel did, where they, they turned, she, she turned into thing, kept her, and then the big... Exactly. Reveal, isn't it? Yeah. So, I, and there's I an interesting the connection there, because... Gemma Chan, who played... Is it, is it Gemma Chan? Is that her surname? Let's go with it. The actress who plays Cersei. Do you want to Google it? Cersei. Oh, before, <laughs> um, she plays Minerva in uh, in Captain Marvel. And she's like one of the few actresses. Seb, we can hear you type it. I was going to Google it. It's... Uh, <laughs> no, I've got it. I've got it. It is... Oh, Cersei has a boyfriend? Just say the was... fucking... Um, I don't have it. I lied. Uh, hang on. I've got it. I've got it. No, you don't. It's it's Gemma Chan. Yes, it is Gemma Chan. He beat you. He beat you. I hate that he beat me. <laughs> I'm the real it's expert. Chan, oh, it's Gemma Chan. It's Gemma Chan. Oh, Lou beat you, I'm afraid, so. I swear to God, if you cut that out, I will... <laughs> <laughs> I will rage. I, oh, I said it first. Said beat you. Said beat you. You suck, Lou. You suck. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. But yeah, so um, Gemma Chan with the uh, yeah with Gemma Chan playing two separate characters, there could be a reveal later on that Minerva <gasps> was an Eternal. Oh, good designed one. to look like a creep, perhaps. Mm, you know, that's clever. And that you'll see different. You'll see a scroll version. Maybe you'll see a version of Thanos that was made to look like the scroll or something. That'd be you know, cool. There's, there's, the, I think this allows them to have different versions of these characters and make them more like. There's Eternals across the entire universe, not just this one singular team. Makes them feel more cosmic and connected to the larger universe, I suppose. But for the most part, I, I think the changes worked. And I also think that it it makes them... If they are assigned to that planet and they are assigned a purpose, then it also gives the writers an easy scapegoat to be like, this is why they didn't involve themselves with Thanos, because they were told mm. you can only fight Deviants. Yeah. It gives them an easy out. Because then you can also be like, well, why didn't the Eternals stop the Holocaust? Why didn't the Eternals <laughs> right, stop slavery? Yeah. But they, they wanted to. to not... Yeah, they wanted to, yeah. but they were told they couldn't. Yeah. Which, you know, I think also provides interesting character stuff for characters like Druig. Yeah. He clearly wants to get involved, yeah. but can't. But he goes a bit too overboard. Little control and... A little, a little bit, but at least, right? he only, at least he only controls one little commune. There is that scene where he goes, I thought about controlling the whole planet, but I thought that will take away their humanity. So I'll stick to this group of 20 people. I'll take yeah. their I humanity mean, away. <laughs> regardless of his intent, it's still a bit jaded. And it sort of shows... It shows the aspect of like gods well, being jaded because of the yeah. power that they possess. Which it's kind is, of like the Greek gods. Yeah, where which they is were what all, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Where they're all fucking yeah. each other and you know messing around yeah, with each other. Because they're too human. Yeah. And this is the thing. This is actually a good segue. What do we think of the actual characters of the Eternals? Seb. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of like their actual characterizations? Do you think you the characterization works? Do you think you get across what you need to get across, or do you think some of the character works a little weak in places? I mean, I, I I'm quite happy with most of them. I think I come complain when we, at at the end, uh, like I think Lauren mentioned it. 
that she wasn't happy with. You the... said that let people know who that is. Um, Our we ha- friend Lauren. I have a bad habit. <laughs> I, I I have a bad habit of just saying people's names and you know everyone knows who they are. It I'm... was like the first podcast we do went. Oh, so I was in badminton back in first year, and it's like no one knows what that means. <laughs> first year of what? <laughs> the first year of your life. <laughs> But uh, yeah, she said our friend that we have known for many years, um, called Lauren. Um, she says she wasn't happy with the actor who played Icarus, who was a wee bit robotic. But everyone else, you know, they had a wee bit more um, attitude and a, they had more to their character. You know, they weren't so robotic as um, as he was. I, but I yeah. I didn't mind it once the big reveal was. You know. He was loyal to the Celestials, you know. I didn't mind it. He was kind of one of the main villains yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah. I, I think for me, like, I had a very personal... Not personal, because I don't know him, but I had a very, like, strong bias against him. I always feel it's quite a slimy actor. Really? So, like, going, yeah, I, I don't know why. He's, I think he's a good actor. But, like... He's going slimy. Into the film, I was like, oh, he's just... He's a bit slimy. I don't like him. <laughs> but then he, then he changed into being the bad... Like, I, the big villain. I was like... Call it. Of course he would, the dirty fucker. I, I think a lot of his, in the modern day stuff, I think a lot of his wooden robotic characterization works because he's clearly holding stuff back. Yeah. And I think it's good because he does, ha- I think he does have those moments of warmth when he's like messing around with Cersei, when they're trying to like get Fastos in board, when he's talking to like his family, when they go to see Gilgamesh and Athena and shit, mm. and they're just having like dinner at like the, around the table. He has those moments where he's just with his family, he does have those moments of warmth. But when they're talking about the big cosmic stuff, we need to stop the emergence, he does kind of shut off. Yeah. And it's clearly like it's because he, he doesn't agree. I think it comes through. I think the weakest part of his characterization is his relationship with Cersei. I think we don't yeah. we don't, don't really get see their relationship. Yeah. No. We're told more about the relationship than we're shown. Mm-hmm. I think we see a lot more affection between Dane Whitman and Cersei, Kit Harrington's character, mm-hmm. than we do Icarus and Cersei. Which almost made me feel even like, because I said, I said to you guys after, I almost felt bad for Dane Whitman's character because yeah. it felt like he was pretty much betrayed, like left for dust. Yeah, he, was, he got shoved to the side and she's off with her ex. And he, you kind of feel that, you know, oh, is he all right? Yeah. <laughs> What's that Darth Vader meme? Where is Dane Whitman? Is, is he, he alright? Okay? <laughs> is yeah. he alright? Because he was very quickly shoved to the side. I kind of wish that they'd brought him along and you used the, him as the human point of view to witness all these yeah. but they Eternals. But they did Rather that than, with uh, yeah, the camera guy. Um, What's Karun, his I think yeah. his name is. Kingo's cameraman. Which, you know, I like that character and he's a very endearing character. But because his... Him filming the Eternals has no payoff. It feels like he's literally just there as a comic relief. And Dane, I think like Dane Whitman and Karoon should have almost been merged together. You know, have Dane Whitman be that point of view character. Yeah, um, yeah. Because it, it 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 did feel very like it, it kind of almost felt unnecessary yeah. having. Karoon it felt like he, yeah, Karoon felt unnecessary because he had good no character. payoff. I quite enjoyed yeah, it. It was, it was funny. Right. I think they played it very well. I think it was a very good addition. I, like you said, I think it maybe should have been another character. It felt like Dane Whitman's involvement in the film was literally just them going, "Hey, we're going to do Black Knight at some point." I mean, yeah. literally, that was it. And I'm not I, mad about it. I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not mad it that they're I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. I just wish that you know, and I, I buy his relationship with Cersei, but yeah, 
at the at the same time, the way his post credit scene leaves off, I don't get the I don't get the sense that he is gonna go off into space to go look for her. <laughs> no. I get the sense he's gonna join like the Midnight Suns and, and join like, a magic group of It feels like he still needs to learn or like it feels like there's still a lot more character development yeah. with that, like almost but, acceptance of what he is. Exactly. So yeah, so I think like his rela- like Icarus and Cersei, their relationship did feel undermined because you also had Makari and Druig. And I think them two characters had a lot of um chemistry with each other. I think it was also smart to um Swap the gender of Makari because Makari was a guy uh, in the comics, and I think so was Ajax. Ajax was a guy in the comics. Like they they changed a lot of the genders and a lot of the races, and I think that's good because you want you want these Eternals to feel like a representation of all of humanity, you know. So I think that works, um, and I think Makari and Druig's relationship, even though it gets very little screen time. They had a lot of chemistry. Yeah, I, I would say more than Icarus and Cersei. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think um, it felt very forced that, like, the, the chemistry between uh, Cersei and Icarus. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Drugs was I, I, I liked it. For, like from the they onset, felt like, very cute together. Very the, natural. They're flirting at the um, at the party at the beginning mm. felt very natural, like you said, and then it almost progressed. In Babylon. Oh, right. I thought... No, no, no. about the green tablet or the emerald tablet, yeah. whatever it is. And yeah. they said, no, like, you shouldn't steal and you yeah. shouldn't, like... Yeah. It was very, like, it was very natural. I think it was, like, it progressed. Into, it was just cute it, that at the end they were both, like, so wearing leather jackets and they were just, like, looking at each other and flirting. It was just... It and, was cute to see. And you watch that and you go, like, there was a, a lot more chemistry with them two in the little scenes where they're just looking at each other than there was when Cersei and... Icarus were fucking yeah, against yeah. that rock. And, literally. And, and they seemed and they literally seemed like genuine emotion when they seen each other for the first time. Mm. When they met up. Whereas the other time it was a bit like To oh. actually well to be fair, when Icarus turns up in London to see Cersei and Dane, I did get a sense that there was tension. That's it I did, felt awkward. But not, I, not I like felt the... that more from Cersei. I think oh, when okay. I think on Cersei's point, it felt like Cersei was like, "Oh fuck, my ex is here, and she's going to see my new guy," which is natural. But like... yeah, but I th- but that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. she played that better than um, Icarus. Icarus did. Yeah. I think Icarus was very good. The actor um, was very good at portraying the kind of um, what is it the the stoic soldier of fortune that he's there yeah. to do a job mm-hmm. and you know what's even funnier that marvel have joined the group of people that are going to do hey fuck it here's an evil superman yeah, they oh fucking snuck they one in it. they did it first <laughs> laser vision flight super speed effectively like from the flight kills people and then yeah. they were like you know what to cap off the icarus thing he's going to fly into the sun as L- well. literally literally <laughs> and they come back with heightened powers now like, 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 like fucking superman it's exactly like <laughs> and it's the thing they've they've literally just done hey we've had the utopian in jupiter's <sighs> like well he's not really evil but you know what i mean we've had homelander We've had fucking yeah. evil Superman the DC films. We've had the Pluton, not the Plutonian. That's in fucking comics. It, it just. What's it, the guy from? Um, you won't know. What's the guy from Invincible said? What guy? 
that you've seen Invincible, right? Yeah, but you just say, "What's that guy in Omni Invincible?" Man. There we go. Oh, the, his dad. The main, one of the main guys. Yeah, one of the main guys. Have you not seen Invincible? No, but I knew that guy. Oh. Well, Omni Man's like another evil Superman. We've had a whole fucking like slew yeah. of fucking evil Superman, it, it, and now Icarus has joined. It just boils that. down to the DC is the original, the OG. DC Superman is the OG. He is the OG that Marvel have done better. You know, oh, I better. Fuck yeah, I, I wouldn't is, say better. Henry Cavill's Superman is so much better than Icarus. It's, he's I, a version. I, That's pretty his, much it. Icarus's turn to evil makes more sense in my head. Then Superman's turn to evil in those future flat like flash well, forward. Unless, but that's what I'm saying. If if, if Zach, so this is a little bit off topic, right? But if Zack Schneider, if they let him carry on with the story to Superman's thing, I reckon you could get a genuinely good turn that Maybe. would be quite well done. I think the one thing that lets it fall apart is the fact that when Flash goes back in time, he doesn't say Superman's mind controlled. He says you were always right about him which makes it seem more like it was a decision by Superman's part. But I guess if we saw the continuation That's of that story, I think there would be more of like be more an understanding, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But sadly, off topic. Yeah, Here's but... an interesting thing. Do you guys think, this is again a little bit off topic, but not, do you guys think Zack Snyder could have made a better job of the Eternals film? That's very off topic. I, I think that given enough time, I reckon he could have fleshed the storyline out a little bit better. I don't know if he could have, because he could barely really? do that with BVS. Like he had a dead Robin, but no one talks about it. And they weren't going to talk about Justice League until he filmed that final scene at the end. So maybe actually, yeah. I, I, I don't know if he'd be able but, to flesh out the story. But, but maybe if they had have said that like, you're, you're going to get more films at this, maybe, maybe. he might have condensed oh, it. With yeah, BVS, maybe. there was only one really chance at it. And Justice League, he did a four hour thing that you could. You, technically, he split it into chapters. So you yeah, could true. say you've got one film. What do you think, Seb? Was Zack Snyder? No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let him touch it. You don't think he'd... Because I think Zack Snyder is very good at portraying the god side That's of the only thing. In but, superheroes. But I, no, I wouldn't And be I happy think that, that was one of the things you don't really see in the Eternals in this film. They don't feel like gods. But they're they not like gods. Guardians, almost. True, but at the same time, they've been around for thousands of years. But when you see them initially, they feel very modern and contemporary. You don't yeah. feel that weight of centuries on them. When you see that, like Cersei is just like in a flat hanging out with her boyfriend, and she's going to parties, and she's just hanging out. You don't feel that sense of she's been alive for thousands of years and has seen history change. Fastos feels responsible for the atomic bomb, but he's just like hanging out with his husband. Yeah. But I guess that's because of the adaption over the certain. They've literally been able to adapt. Like they've been, they are they're probably literally the most attuned to adapting to how societies change and how things change because they've done it so many times they've adapted from Iron Age to everything true I mean? but at the same time they, you don't I, I personally when I'm watching them I don't get that sense of I do get what you mean I 100% get understand yeah, like they've all clearly went off yeah. and had lives and had lovers and stuff like that mm-hmm. like Dane Whitman isn't the first person Cersei's been in love with since Icarus, I doubt, are the first person she's had a relationship with. Well, that's I, what's... At least I, I, I can't imagine. I think she's put it around. Unless, is that said in the film? Well, she, keep, well, she keep, Yeah, because she just keeps on referring to Icarus as her ex-boyfriend. It's not as if she says, yeah, my... Yeah, you, you can have multiple... Her relationship with Dane Whitman, I, I, maybe it isn't the... Maybe it is the first one, maybe it isn't, I don't know. I think that <sighs> their relationships with other people 
feel like, oh, it's just friends. They don't feel like they've had to watch people they care about die, you know? I, I Cer- get that Yeah, feel... like Cersei got in that relationship with Dane Whitman. How did she think that was going to end? You know? Uh, and yeah. they, they touch on it briefly. Sprite says something like, you know, he's a, he's a mortal, he's going to die, and she just kind of shrugs it off. They don't really address it. And it's like, has she done this before? Has Kingo had to see several friends of his die? Gilgamesh and Thena seem like they pretty much stick to themselves. But has Kingo had, like, other lovers previous to his... What do you mean? Oh, no, sorry. Are you getting characters confused? Yeah, sorry, my bad. Kingo's the Bollywood actor. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah he must have seen numerous cast members. Exactly, <laughs> especially because he's been, like... He said that like, he's a one-man dynasty. He pretends to be his son and his grandson. Yeah, yeah. His great-grandson and all this, as he does, like, all the different acting. And, to be fair, he does films. feel a little more heartless. I was thinking of... He, d- he is, you know, because at the end he, he is still like, look, I, I think Aramesh the Celestial is correct, but I also don't want to, I don't want to... I was you know, surprised at that. I was surprised by that too. What I'm also interested in is like, well, actually, I'm surprised by it, but I'm glad they did it. Because they're showing different people's reactions to this. Where he's like, look, I believe this thing, but I don't want to let my beliefs hurt you guys so I'm just staying out of it which I think is a very good thing to do have that point of view included in what is essentially a religious debate all these people debating about whether or not they should listen to their god it's a religious debate and I think having that point of view is a very good idea but I I just I don't know like like what you were saying about Fastos and his relation is that the guy you talked about yes I I can admit Fastos is in like uh, he's clearly got obviously a husband now yeah or fiance or something and he's got kids but, but because it happened yeah because he's synthetic right so yeah. are those kids his or have they adopted those they're a gay couple of course they've adopted I'm an idiot <laughs> I was waiting <laughs> to see idiot. if you'd <laughs> but anyway yeah has 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 he done that on numerous Unless occasions like, in, like what is it where like you take a sperm cell and you have someone sperm donor no, but oh, like, um, what's the one where you surrogate. have someone... It surrogate. Surrogate. Yeah, surrogate. Surrogate. Maybe surrogate the mother. other one was... Anyway, yeah. but you're right. He's got kids and he's got a husband. Was he just going to watch those die? And has that happened previously? Has he had multiple husbands? Has he had multiple kids? Well, maybe not husbands, because obviously back in time, frowned upon, sadly. Yeah, but so he would have... But he's immortal. <laughs> yeah. Well... He, 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 can, he can invent anything. Maybe he can invent a... A way to not he get didn't caught stop for being gay but no you're right like it, it it goes what I'm saying where like these characters have all these modern relationships but they don't feel weighty they don't feel like they've been bogged down by the centuries and, and I feel like maybe Zack Snyder would be able to portray that mm-hmm. better because you feel that weight with his Superman where he feels like should I use these powers to help people and that's essentially what the Eternals are grappling with. Yeah. But, I, I, I th- yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that's almost done, the, the sort of the flashbacks in the, the, the Man of Steel help with that, where you sort of see the build-up of him saying, oh, look, I really want to start helping people, but I, I can't. And you see that a bit in this film as well. I don't know, so what do you well. think? You've, you've gone quite quiet. No, the reason why I've been quite quiet is I'm just trying to picture Zack Snyder directing this film, and I'm worried that he would have ended the film with loads of destruction, so I wouldn't be happy with that. 
fucking hell. I mean, they almost ended it with destruction in this one. I was going to say, there was a big hand coming at half the Yeah, way. but oh, it was like fair. a tiny island and no one was there and now it just looks like a lovely monument. If Zack Snyder directed it, the hand would be coming through New York, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have. <laughs> it would have. <laughs> New York would be That's... destroyed. Um, Kansas would be in ruins. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a convenient role that in this film the hand didn't come through any major population areas. Yeah, it's it? quite nice. It's, and, yeah, and but, now... it, it, but then again, it feels more in tune with what the Eternals are. Because they don't a have golden hand? population until things oh. bad, right? But superheroes yeah, have a true. direct impact on saving people. This one is in the middle of nowhere, so it doesn't really directly affect oh, the yeah, human true. population. Do you know what I mean? Like big cities. Because it wouldn't, because they keep it underboard. It makes sense. There's also a theory, because in the comics, a celestial being inside the Earth is like a common thing. And the celestial, I think he has different names, but he's usually called the, the Dreaming Celestial. And there's a theory that Tiamat, which they've called it in the film, chose his fate to get um, turned to marble or stone, whatever it was, oh. because he didn't want to hurt the humans because he's like semi-conscious. Oh. Which, um, really cool. which is like an interesting theory. What do you think, Seb? Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> no, because I've... I was I was waiting to go back to my point about what I think about the relationships, but now we've changed topics, so we can't go back. Oh, we could go we could go back to that point. What was what was your point? Gonna my, be? my my point was going to be that I'm quite happy with the relationships. I think they've they've done well because there was something what Louis was mentioning how they, you know, the, it was that point where they said right, let's let's we we can't go around saving people, you know, try and enjoy your life and everything, and you can see that happening with everyone. Except Icarus, you know, they've all got relationships, they've all, well, most of them have, but then the reason why Icarus is so robotic is, or, you know, his acting's a bit, you know, not shit, but just robotic, <laughs> um, is, is because he's not moved on, he's not, like, joining the society and everything, because he's still loyal to the Celestials, and that's why I'm See, happy I, with his robotic... I get that, I get that, but I also feel like his acting and his character is still robotic back in the past before yeah. their relationship falls apart. But then I'm kind of okay with that because I think from the beginning of the film... Because you're a Marvel shill, you're a Marvel fanboy. I mean... We've established I, I, this very early on in the podcast. Like, like I said, all these just all <laughs> these films are just so great. They're just so hard to pick. Like, the top five? Oh, honestly, they're just so... <laughs> Good. But again, like, you know, in the beginning, Louis, you missed this because you were late. But in that opening shot, it's in their ship and then they kind of just get switched on. And then, you know, they then go to Earth and start saving people. So I'm not too fussed about it because it looks... Yeah, you- because they have just been switched on. They had the ball come into them and they all activated. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't see... So, yeah, I didn't know how much I missed. Um, So, but like for that, you know... I see that as them just, you know, they've just been switched on. They've not got really a personality at that moment. They're just there to protect people. So I agree with that, but at the same time, because you say, like, oh, well, they've just got their personality, they've just switched on. But by the time they're, like, deep into, like, Mesopotamia and they're helping people farm and shit like that, like, you still get a sense of personality with Cersei. And it seems like Icarus Mm. only interacts with humans because he's, like... I want to fuck you, Cersei. And you don't. Sure. I don't feel any romance. Like they get married, and a lot of the shots of them holding each other look romantic. Mm-hmm. But when they're talking to each other, I never really get that sense that they're well, really in love. I've, Especially no. 
that they've been in love for thousands of years. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's a, it's a deeper kind of love that needs to be expressed, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel... I just feel like um, Makari and Druig had the mm. most chemistry of any two people. Mm-hmm. But I feel like... You know, and I, I feel like that kind of overshone the Cersei and Icarus thing a little bit. Even mm. though they didn't fuck or kiss or anything. That was better. Correct, yeah, their little, little like, looks and their touches and all this stuff. It felt much more natural. And weirdly, which kind of goes against what I've been saying, it also felt more human. But that, yeah, Because but that... it came after this big life-changing event. It felt like people... Eternals that had to be this certain thing, letting go and embracing yeah. human emotions. Because they were very human in the final couple of shots when they were in the ship. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think, for the to, to be fair though, Seb, I do agree with you. I think for the most part, you get the relationships. Mm-hmm. I do think the relationships, it's a little bit too much. You're told what they are rather than being shown what oh, they are. I think a prime example of that is Sprite with Icarus. Yes. Because I like I I think yeah that's a very a very good addition if it's done right but I don't feel like it was particularly done right because it felt very like oh we need another character to, to cause a bit of trouble right okay well she's gonna be in love with him but there's no like loving looks there's no like yeah no. it's very much she I'm... fucking lived with his ex girlfriend for how long literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> like there's so much more of a relationship between them two but then she doesn't even really feel I mean there's. Even... There's, there's and the little Icarus things. Icarus never finds out. There's no payoff in that. Oh like, yeah, that's I, true. Because you only well, get that. Are you, are you going to talk about the Tinkerbell thing, Seb? Yeah, that because I was just going to say that the only thing, the only concrete thing that you know that Sprite likes Icarus is when the other guy mentions that she's Tinkerbell. But then I was going to say you still get those little moments where you know she runs and hugs him and embraces him. Um, yeah, actually, so there's true. there is that little. Is it, there's they plant start. little seeds, um, but to be fair, I think I think when I first watched that, maybe it's because it's supposed to be a reveal. When I first saw her run up to Icarus and give him a hug, I was like, oh, it's like he's a big brother. I oh, I was literally about to say, I I I more thought of it as like a father figure thing, like but but that was just from like a sheer father, not blind a daddy. View. I'm sorry. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but literally, that like that was it. Like from like a, a like from not really knowing a, a great deal about the Eternals before going and watching <laughs> famed Eternals expert <laughs> Louis. <laughs> sorry, from going in and knowing a great deal about the Eternals. It was... <laughs> All pretense gone. All pretense gone. It was very much. It, it felt a lot like a father figure rather than like a love interest and then when that reveal happens it made to, sense I suppose looking back on it now that you say that Seb it does make more sense but when I first saw it I was like oh that feels a little left out of turn out of left yeah. turn is the saying I believe what was also funny right <laughs> they ne- they didn't want to explain why they couldn't be together because it's, yeah. it's a little weird to talk about where they're like they can't be together because even though she's like thousand years old and that she's obviously of age, she looks like a child and that's weird. So they just go, well, you just can't be together. But no one ever says you can't be together because that would make him look like a pedo. <laughs> but isn't that they, quite they, obvious? Like, you know, you get it's, that. It's very obvious. but it's, So it doesn't it's need to be said. It's funny the way they dodged around yeah, it. It's funny the way they tiptoed on it. It's obvious why they can't be together and it's also obvious why they don't talk about yeah, why they can't be together. I, I, I think it would have been really, really awkward if they actually had a scene going like, look, I can't be with you because it looks like I'm dating my daughter. You, actually, you know what, right? You've hit on something there. They might have the reason why they couldn't really develop that relationship 
is because you can have no intimate scenes between that child actress and that grown man oh, actor and have them play like, oh, she's in love with him without it looking really fucking weird. Yeah. You can't have a kiss. You no. can't have any intimate moments. You it can have a hug. Has to be, well, you can have a hug and that's about it. Would that not be a point on casting then? Would it not be better to cast... This sounds really... This sounds terrible. Would it not be better to cast an actress that looks younger? Yeah, yeah. For example, right, Cersei it, in Game of Thrones yeah. is meant to be what fourteen? Well, she's meant to be young. Is she? She has a sexy. Yes, but yeah. in the books she is, and maybe not in the Cersei. You think Cersei, Daenerys, the dragon lady. Yes, Daenerys. Oh, yeah, but she doesn't look like a kid. No, no, she doesn't. She support. I, I think of the. I think of the book. She's like. 12 or 13. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you, age her up. Oh, they, well, they yeah, specifically maybe age, age her up. up a little but bit. But that's like the problem. Because you, you need to have that as a child because that's the only <sighs> way you sell that. If you have someone who's in their 20s who doesn't really look like a kid talking about how they wish they look older, you're not going to buy it. <laughs> Harry Potter, Morning Myrtle. She's oh yeah, thirty nine or something, and she played a twelve year old. I suppose, but like, <laughs> I, I, I no, guess, no, you can, you can, do, you, you can do it in that sense. But I, in that, I, I but think that's a more comical it. character. I think there's ways around it. I, I do think there are ways around it. Stop trying it's... to get kids to have sex on camera. Well, it's <laughs> 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 really like Eternals, man. I'm an expert. <laughs> but I think what was interesting about that Tinkerbell reference, though is it's a fun play on something that happens in the comics, because in the comics you see Sprite interact with the writer of Peter Pan and kind of torment him a little bit. Mm. And that's where the writer gets the inspiration for Peter Pan, this person who can never grow up. And that's what Sprite is, but I like that they compared it to Tinkerbell rather than Peter Pan, because Peter Pan's the obvious thing to draw inspiration Mm -hmm. from. Tinkerbell's the less obvious but that character connection makes more sense. Yeah. Because Tinkerbell's in love with Peter Pan, if you want to read it that way, and we'll do whatever Peter Pan wants. And that's what Sprite does. Yeah. You know? Until the end. And I think that, I think you're right, that does kind of work, but it also feels like she, yeah, it comes out of left field, you know? She's not seen Icarus in how many years and she's still fucking in love with him? Like, come on. But that's true love. Because they they said in the film... Seb, stop trying to justify child (laughs) It's not okay, Seb. We've been telling you it's not okay. I'm I'm sorry. I I think... Were you about to say a point there, Louis? I was just going to say they said in the film anyway, how so long I... it was. <laughs> <laughs> they said in the film how long it actually was, but I can't remember. Was it five centuries? I said. Yeah, it was. Yeah. No, it was five centuries. <laughs> was it actually five centuries? I'm not. I'm not. I'm ninety percent sure. You, you know what? She said, I've not seen him in five centuries. What do people think about the um, the deviants in this film? How do you think they were handled? <sighs> All right. I'm, I'm going to take I'm, it as a. I'm going to let Seb say first. <laughs> Again, they look very... They just look like dinosaurs, really, you know? Um, and they're not close to the comic variation at all, except that one guy when he's sucking all the powers from the Eternals and he... Or stealing... <laughs> that, steal, stealing the powers, absorbing the powers from the Eternals. and he's Sucking the powers. <laughs> and he slowly becomes uh, the main uh, deviant, and his name in the comics is... 
Thomas? Crow. Crow. And he does look like Who Crow. Apparently, Dan Stevens thought he was voicing like a month ago. Oh. He oh. was asked, are you in Eternals? And he went, Crow, comment. Is that cryptic enough? And then apparently it was Bill Skarsgård who voiced Crow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, who, who, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was, was that guy at all in the film? What, Dan Stevens? Yeah. No, it wasn't at all. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. What? Because I, re- I remember that interview. Because I remember that yeah. very well. For yeah. comment. It wasn't at all. Maybe wait. It just, maybe it was a mistake. Maybe, maybe it just didn't mean unless, to Unless they did cast him, and in the last month or so, they went, actually, Dan Stevens would be better playing this character. So we did a, we did a new actor to play Crow. Fuck. Or oh, maybe maybe it was like another Paul Bettany. I'm saying maybe like in, in oh, the MCU. Yeah. Right, MCU, right. Maybe. It was a Paul Bettany where... It, oh. if, that, if, that is, if he is pulling a Paul Bettany where he's like tricking the audience one he's tricking the audience about a project he's not involved in and two he fucking knows who Crow is no one know, I didn't know who Crow was until the film came out like, I haven't been reading comics for years yeah. I doubt Dan Stevens unless Dan Stevens is like the biggest Marvel fan alive he was in that Legion TV show wasn't he where he played oh, yeah. Charles Xavier's son, son yeah. yeah maybe he's just read into his yeah, maybe um, that is I'm, I'm an expert. maybe we should go him in the podcast yeah, instead yeah, <laughs> he's the world's <laughs> last fucking <laughs> Eternals expert he's fucking Jack Kirby's other son <laughs> or something I'm generally confused by that now that you mention it mm-hmm. yeah it's really weird that he'd be like yeah I'm playing Crow and then not no, be not. in it <laughs> <laughs> honestly but, um, I think so what do you think of the, the Deviants Louis Expert. I like I I did like the content. I liked how he, he they were evolving into being like they were almost helping the humans. No, that's sense. that's that's exactly what Sub yeah. said. But I was going to progress if you let me. Okay, go on. No, go on. It Quickly. just felt very quick. Quickly, fixing. get there. It Come felt, on. It, <laughs> <laughs> it felt very quick fixing the fact like they they built it up a lot through the whole film, but yeah. then obviously the final battle, it was it was almost it just turns up. He, he, he They're turns all up. fighting on a beach. He just like wanders he's, in. He's he's basically he's killed every single one of them so quickly that everything that they could do in their power wasn't working to kill him, right? And then he has a hand, hands behind her back. She comes out of it so quickly and chops his head off. Do you it, know what I think was the weirdest part? Is he rocks up on the beach, which already he's just kind of like watching them all fight each other, and he's just like sort of turned up. How do you know to be there? Whatever, who cares? So he like rocks up. They're all fighting each other. And then he attacks Icarus. So I think, oh, he's noticed that the Eternals are fighting Icarus. I, yeah, I and maybe he's clocked well. on. Yeah. And maybe because the Deviant knows that he's been manipulated, maybe he's going to help the Eternals out. So he attacks Icarus. And then the other Eternals go, why is he helping Icarus? Well, he just attacked him. Why do you think he's helping yeah. them? And then they split off. And it felt weird. It felt like they were just like, oh, we need Angelina Jolie to have her own boss battle but was it not because yeah. she goes was offered it, fights was it not because he, the crew wanted to get the powers of Icarus well I, I but like they still it looked like he attacked Icarus and the rest of the turtles were like why is he helping Icarus he's not helping Icarus if he's attacking them and then I guess they wanted Thena to have like her own revenge plot mm. but for the whole of the film they're like well that one David could heal itself and, and then, then they Thena forget about it cuts him in half why can't he heal himself because she's be- yeah. he's been stabbed numerous times. Oh yeah, you can't. It's like that scene in X Men Three where Wolverine's like cutting the arms off that guy. Yeah, and hits literally. Him with the balls and yeah. goes grow those back. Why well, couldn't he? He can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it's, 
it's one of those things where they clearly got to a point where they're like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do with the deviants? They um, literally forgot about them. Angelina Jolie could kill it. It it, it, feel, it feels like around the little meeting they had, they started going with the deviants plot. I'm like, oh, this deviant plot's going to be so good. But then they got to a point and they thought, oh, do you know what would be better? Oh, do you know what? <laughs> fuck the deviant plot. Oh, shit. We've built so much. We've got to bring it in at the end. And it just, it well, felt so who, who, do, who do we have left? Uh, Athena, Athena could go fight that. Deviant. She's had her Fuck own it. little thing for a while, but they've sorted that. She's not having seizures anymore. We'll have her kill it. Yeah, yeah. And, and the mad weary just disappears. And I thought that was interesting. I love the bit where she goes, "Everyone in Centauri Six is going to die," which is clearly a reference to a previous yeah. planet. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting. That's like maybe on another planet they've had a similar thing where they wanted to go against their biology." Mm. I because mean, yeah. at the end of the film they get plucked from Earth. By the solicitor goes, oh, so you wanted to save them? Okay, we'll let them live if your memories judge that they should be lived. Yeah. Maybe on a previous planet they've already done all this, and the solicitor just went, actually, fuck Centauri Six, wipe their memories, send them to Earth. Yeah, you know. So maybe I'm I, I don't know. I think there's I'm more interested in the history of the Eternals and where the Eternals go forward than what this story presented, because I think this story. There's clearly bits where you go, but what was with that? Like yeah. Kingo, they have so many characters that at one point Kingo just goes, I'm going to leave. And they just, yeah. even when they have their uni mind at the end and all the characters are connected, Kingo isn't connected. Oh, yeah. I, 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 He's not part of the uni mind. I did like that he went, though. I, 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 did I, li- like, I like that. that it was they the conflict. Because it's yeah. just like a, a grey area. But the fact he wasn't yeah. in the yeah. uni Maybe mind he was. makes me feel. Maybe he was, but from show a... it. Yeah. But I I I think I can't remember which part. I, I was listening to a podcast before, and someone on that was like, "Oh, maybe Kingo is like a scroll, or he got mm. replaced by a scroll. Uh, so the reason he wasn't in the uni mind is because he can't connect to the uni mind because he's not an eternal. But I don't know if you see Kingo use his powers in the film, like yeah. once they go find him in Bollywood. Because if he doesn't yeah. use his powers, he does use his powers. He does use he uses his powers. powers. See, see when they're in with Druig yeah. and his little thing, he uses the the, the finger gun. Yeah, so yeah, the all I can do it with is the finger gun. That's guns. what he does. He, he does. does. Oh. So he does can use he... his power. Can... Oh yeah, I suppose he does. So does. what you he, said, he uses magic quite spell. a lot. There's a whole yeah. scene, Thomas. Yeah. Did you watch the film, Thomas? That was a really stupid point. There was a whole scene. This is Black Widow we're talking about, yeah. It's... Yeah, yeah. Did you not see? Did you not see Kingo come in with his? <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I did enjoy it, but I, I think this, this movie would have benefited from being split into two. Yeah. I think if you'd have had a movie set in the past, or even if they'd actually, if you take a page out of Zack Snyder's book, you know in Watchmen that opening sequence when it jumps through the history, do yeah. something like that at the start of this movie, where you jump through the history of the Eternals. Or, or I'll do you one better, have have a similar style to uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine with the opening credits. Which, which mm. is kind of... Which is sort of the same. It's, it's the same it's, style. It's kind of like the Incredible Hulk where they just rattle through the origin. But no, I think that would be good where you can yeah. see them running through different conflicts. They, 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 yeah. Like, but you, you they, need to show those emotional breakdowns. Like... Because with that Watchmen opening sequence, you see, like, Sally, the original Silk Spectre, she gets yeah. pregnant. You yeah. see some of the um, Minutemen, or whatever they were called. The Minutemen, wasn't it? The original team. Yeah. They get, like, take, some of them get taken away to, like, a mental asylum. 
You could do something similar with this, where you see, like, Babylon getting attacked, and they protect them. You see the, yeah, the Eternals it, it, break down. You see Angelina Jolie go crazy. And you see them, like, go, oh, yeah. it's mad weary or whatever. Like, um, you could then, I mean, almost with that, because you've taken such little time to do so much, you can almost add in... Like, I don't know, you could have the Battle of Waterloo, but then across the hill, the Deviants are battling the thing. Yeah. The Deviants are getting attacked by the Eternals. Or, so like, be... um, yeah, you could pick conflicts or history I... or something like that. Yeah. You could have, yeah. similar where you have Fastos mourning over the atomic bomb, you could have Fastos looking at, like, the slave trade and being unable to do anything. Yeah. Or um... you could have Eternals having to protect Fastos. <gasps> that would be from... That would have been such because, a good... Yeah, because he's, yeah. he's a black man. Yeah. During the slave trade, and you could see other, you could see like people like, oh, we need to fucking get him, and the Eternals having to protect him from slavery. Oh, so you could have you, could, you could have little snippets of that. I also kind of think that even though this movie is gorgeous to look at on a big screen, the story it's telling is it's more suited thin, to like a series. It's thin. It's I have thin a question. A movie, but as a if series, it would be perfect. Yeah, fleshed out. God Zeb. What was the point in Angelina's character having that weird? You know, cycle problem. The mad weary. Yeah, the mad weary. What did they do? I, I think it was because one, it's in the comics. Two, they wanted to like sort of tease their memory issues. Yeah, Mm. yeah, or foreshadowing. Yeah, and I think they also needed an inciting incident in the history story to explain why they all split up. Yeah, and it also provides a little conflict. And um, it provides another relationship. Yeah. It provides conflict during scenes. Because I, I, to be fair, I do love a lot of the little character bits. This is this is kind of like the conflict I've got, where I wish these characters felt more like gods, yeah. but I also love the little human bits. Oh like, when, like when Icarus goes, great time in theatre, when she starts going crazy when the deviants turn <laughs> up, he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. I love those little bits. Even though they don't feel like gods, I love their little human moments. And like the little cooking scene with Gilgamesh when he's like, he's yeah. got his hand just. Oh, it's I so love the good. bit where he's like, "What's this table made? Vibranium." Like, <laughs> yeah. like there's there's fun little bits like that. But you're right. I think the problem with that mad weary storyline is it just goes away. Yeah, I think that was it. Like it, she literally just she's like, oh, I'm, it's I'm so okay quick. now. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, it's quick fix. And, uh, and they're like, right, we can fuck off into space and look for more Eternals. It's like, but you were crazy, like, <laughs> yesterday, and now everything's fine. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you guys think of the post credit scenes? I like them. I, I really liked... Um, Exciting. Yeah, I really liked the bla- Blade reveal at the end. I was so happy to hear his voice. Yeah, you fucking caught that. I, yeah. I didn't recognise the voice initially, but you fucking... Mahershala yeah, Ali. Because, yeah, you know that voice at the end who goes to them, are you ready for that, Mr. Whitman? That's Mahershala Ali, that's Blade. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Did you not realise that? No, yeah. I, no, I, I didn't realise that at the time that he told me when we were leaving the theatre. I reckon that was Blade. Because the only reason I know that is because I recently watched Green Book. And so I... Re- I, re- I, I I recognised his voice. Recognize I was like, his voice. and I was like, holy fucking shit! So that was the first. And the director in interviews have said has said that was well, Blade. Yeah, Mahershala Ali was like, it's really great to have this first little tease, and he was like, it was kind of scary because I, I got hired like a couple of years ago, and doing this one little voice clip makes the character real. It makes the job feel mm-hmm. real. Which you know, it's it's interesting because I think this is the first time we've had a character introduction like this. Mm-hmm. 
I, know, I just heard a voice but not seen them. I, I found it really funny because when that scene happened, I heard in the like throughout the entire theater, everyone's going, "Oh my god, it's Nick Fury!" It's like it's not, it's not Nick Fury. <laughs> it that doesn't sound like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> They're just like oh, all the racists in the audience. Just going, oh, it's obviously it's the one black guy in Marvel. It's got to be Nick. Oh, Fury. it's got to be him. It's got to be him. I also liked. Well, I sorry, I just didn't realize that Blake yeah. was coming back. He, he was, oh, he was right, looking yeah. up the um, the reveal at the end, mm-hmm. and that's the thing, right? I'm curious because I thought they were gonna set up because when they were like, "Oh, Dan Whitman's gonna be in it," it's like, "Oh, cool, the Black Knight." I thought he's either gonna be set up to fight Captain Britain, yeah, yeah. or he's gonna be set up to be the Thor for the Thunderbolts, Maybe. because you've got. Um, what's her name? Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you've got that character going around collecting all these people, and you have like, you know, you've got um, Yelena, US agent, Black Widow has been hired. Yeah. And you've got US agent, you know, evil Captain America. Um, so you the know, Black Knight. Well, he'd be Thor because he's like he's like a Mystical warrior with a magic weapon. Around. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair, you know. Fair. And you'd also have like the Abomination as the evil Hulk. Bring him on the team. I thought they were gonna have like an evil one on one, or not an evil, but like a a more a less morally robust version, maybe. Yeah. But I I, I guess they're taking the Dave Whitman route of like, well, he's gonna be magic, so we're gonna put him in with the magic group. So maybe we get like Moon Knight. And blade and cool. werewolf by night. Look at me like that. <laughs> he's, a, cool. he's a real character. <laughs> yeah. what, what did you? So, um, what did you think of Thanos's brother? I'm I'm glad that they've done that because that's the thing with the Eternals in the comics leaving Earth, or some of them leaving Earth to go to Titan. They set up this whole society, and in the comics, Deviants is like another offshoot of humanity, the same way with Eternals. But at the same time, some Eternals have what's called a deviant gene, where they're born an Eternal, but they look like a deviant. That's why Thanos looks the way he does. Right. But I think they made it so that people on Titan just look like that. You don't really get a look at other Titans right. or anything. But because they've said that Eros is his brother, I'm very curious how that's going to play out. Because that's how it is in the comics. But that's because Thanos was born an Eternal, but looks weird. To them, he looks like a deviant. I think he's handsome. I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's he's thick. I'll give he's that. He's thick. thick. He's he's very thick. Cracking jawline on him. But I wonder <laughs> if it is going to be like he's actually his brother, or if it's because Thanos has a father. When they go to Red School and Infinity War, and they're like, yeah. he's like Thanos, son of Allah's, which is his dad of the comics. It's just bizarre, really. If you think about it, yeah. So like, it's he's, weird to think of him having a. And if he's got, and if these are, if the Eternals are synthetic organisms, is it, it, it like how does that work? How is he his brother? But if he's born from something, is it like a different branch of Eternals where they're yeah. actually organic life form? Like it left a lot of questions as to how this family actually turns out. And I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if in the next one just go, oh, it, it's a joke. He's actually a it's a joke. It's it's just something people say. Oh, that that would be a bit annoying. Though. It would be a it would be like a cop out, but. Here's an interesting thing. Athena, uh, Athena's dad, yeah. is Allah's brother. So Athena and Thanos are cousins, which means that Athena and Eros are cousins, 
which means it's really weird when Eros hits on it when he gets to that spaceship. Because <laughs> he gets on, he's like, you're beautiful than ever, Athena, or whatever he says. So he's kind of hitting on his cousin a little bit there. But then Cheeky. they also said, I, I, I literally just read up, that Icarus and Cersei are cousins. Yeah, they're cousins as well. Oh, <laughs> my so God. Just it must be. Just all Eternals. They based like them off the British ins- royal family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of incestuous... Um, oh, that's really fetishes. weird. What a, what a weird note to end the podcast on. Are we ended? Do, is there anything else we need to talk about? Um, I'm Eternaled out. What did people think of Pip the Troll? I, I it's liked, Pat Oswald. I, I a little anecdote about the, the ableist people that thought that he was as soon as they as soon as they heard that P- Peter Dinklage was going to be an infinity War, yeah yeah, yeah. Pit the troll. <laughs> it's completely different he's not even a dwarf really. he's a dwarf but he's everyone he's was like he's got one of the tallest characters small who is it <laughs> it's the biggest character yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god but they got Pat, o- Pat Oswald Pat Oswald are you his friend it's Patton Oswald it's Pat Oswald How you don't know him dare yeah. you said it's it's Remy it's Remy it's Buddy Pat it's Remy the Rat. Oh, yeah, he did play Remy, didn't he? He played he Remy the Rat. Modoc. I said it first. Modoc, but he, he was also that. That wasn't what I was going to say. Fuck. Uh, he, he was, was he also was like several agents on Agents of Shield. Oh shit. He played several. Yeah. Not just was, the one. He played. There was like four, five of them, and they're all identical siblings. Oh. Is it quintuplets or something? It would have been awkward if and... they were. All separate characters, and they just couldn't be bothered to explain it. <laughs> no, they're all like they're all related, and it was dead weird because in, when he's first introduced, he's just like a regular agent, and then they he gets killed off, I think, and then they bring in another one, and it looks exactly the same because it's the same actor. And people went, "Oh my god, they're doing LMDs, life model decoys, like Robert Re- robot replicants." Oh. And then I said, Robert. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, Robert Replicants is going to be really cool. And they did do an LMD storyline later on. But in terms of Pat and Oswald character returning, they just went, oh, another brothers. And then they kept doing it. They kept being like, here's another brother. Here's another brother. And it became, yeah, it became like a running joke. I think there's like four or five of them. Oh, that's ridiculous. Like, um, the quintuplets. They, yeah, I think they were called like the Keenan brothers oh, or something. That is so lazy. I guess it's just another thing to say that, oh, Aegis of Shield aren't canon anymore. Because. Patton Oswalt's playing Pip the Troll. Is Shield not? Shield Agents, I guess Shield it's not like in, I guess it's in the multiverse because they sort of reference I mean, different the, the, timelines. I mean, but at the also, end. there's quite a lot of characters that are returning in other things. Because yeah. in One Division, the um, the FBI, the Shield agent, there, he's well, he was just an FBI guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, but wasn't he in Agents he, of Shield? No. He was in Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, he was in Ant Man. Oh right, okay, that's mm-hmm. right. Okay. No one from Agents of Shield has crossed over to the main universe although I do wish that they brought Chloe Bennett's Quake back because she was really good and um, I think one of the only characters from a TV show to come over into the films the only one actually is James Darcy's Jarvis from the show he was in Endgame for like a couple seconds I freaked out when I saw that I was like oh my god they're crossing over (laughs) and they never did but Um, so yeah, that, that tangent aside, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's. Is there anything else to talk about with the Eternals? No. Um, what do we think of the the costumes? They look nice. I thought they were excellent. They're very good. They're what too... did we think of the Celestials? Mm. Oh, I, oh, I love them. I, I I really like. I think they nailed the scope. Yeah, 
I love the bit where Ajax is talking to the Eternals and you could only just <gasps> see his face. Yeah. It's such a brilliant idea like, to when shot he comes how big over they the are. clouds, like at the end in London. Oh, that like, bit looks so fucking cool. It's so good. I, the I, clouds like part and his face yeah. just appears. Because I love that idea of like giganticism in films. It's I, where, like, like see, Godzilla that's, But that's one of the things where if people actually saw that happen in real life, people on the planet would go, oh my God, God exists and he's real. Like, oh, people would yeah, see people that. I re- yeah, but I really want the movies to elaborate that on that. I'd want to see, like... Cults. It's, yeah, that, yeah. Like, Thor and the Norse gods have turned up on Earth. But you don't see how that impacts religion. Yeah. Where there's been tangible evidence of different gods that exist, and humans still believe in, like, the Christian god. Which, yeah, of course, people still would. But you don't see, like, people going, oh, the Norse mythology is real. We need to worship the Norse yeah. gods now. You never see any of that impact. I really like as they get into like cosmic beings and celestial deities. I'd want to see how that impacts everyday life on Earth. Yeah, I'd love a, a, a Disney Plus miniseries. And it's by Marvel Studios, and it's just called Some Guy Called Dave. Some just guy, a regular, <laughs> just a regular guy going about Earth. <laughs> experiencing all this shit yeah. and having constant anxiety. Yeah. Like, it starts off so with, like, the attack of New York. And he's like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. he moves out of yeah. New York. And yeah. then the place... He moves to London. Then well, Thor 2 happens. You and... like, the really early ones. Like, you could, yeah. Like, because the Incredible Hulk, you could start with that. Like, like he's going to university. Next, <laughs> next neighbor, like, the fucking Incredible Hulk smashing shit. And yeah. like, oh, what are these weird noises? But, I mean, that whole idea, though, about, like, worshipping... It's like the Rick and Morty episode with the giant heads in yeah. the sky, and they have this whole cult. They, they, they have this cult, and then people decide to that's be what leaders. Pe- yeah, because yeah, that's what people would do. Yeah, and I really wish that Marvel would lean into that, where they kind of just play it off as joke. Like Peter Parker goes, "Oh, we study Thor in our physics class." It's like, no, you wouldn't study him in your physics class. You'd be It'd studying be him in theology. Yeah, religion. <laughs> you'd, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'd have people go, "Well, fuck!" Obviously, the Bible's fake because Thor's real. The yeah. Vikings were the ones who were right. You'd have people yeah. throwing out Bibles and shit. You'd have fucking people throwing out Qurans because they'd all pa- change pa- to yeah, that. Pagans, but, well, yeah. Not everyone, but you'd have some I was gonna, people. Yeah, like, there'd be a massive change. There'd be obviously people going, well, they're not actually gods and all that bullshit. Yeah, but yeah. that's the thing. Like, I'd, I'd want to see... Oh, actually, this is interesting. Did you guys catch the fact that Kingo apparently knows who Thor is? Yes, because he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I knew him when he was a kid and now he barely talks to me or something yeah. like that. Yeah. When like, was that? So that... It, it's when they're sat around the dinner table. They're like sat around that dinner table um, with um, G- Gilgamesh. Yeah, with Gilgamesh. When he's when he cooking. Goes to him. Oh. And then he's like, oh, Thor used to follow me around when he was a kid, and now he's a famous Avenger and won't return my calls. Yeah, oh, do these yeah, guys yeah. know about the Eternals? But then that again, also, like we mentioned, like you mentioned previously, not in this podcast, but previously in general. It's, just in my life. Just in your <laughs> life in general. Like, what is the boundary between gods that have been created by the Eternals and gods in general? Like, Athena. Athena. Exactly. Is that her influence? Uh, yeah. But then with the Norse gods, so does that mean... And obviously with the up-and-coming shows with the Greek gods that yeah, are going to Yeah, because we've got uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, where we're going to see different pantheons of gods, because Russell Crowe is playing Zeus. Where does it stop? <laughs> Where's yeah, like, the line? Okay, so Athena is an Eternal, but Zeus is real? So Athena isn't real, or is Athena and Athena two separate things? Like, I want to see how maybe, all this maybe, fits together. Maybe that's why she was like, Athena, drop the A, because yeah. that's not me, that's somebody else. That's maybe, another maybe, bitch. Maybe that could be it. Maybe that's it. That's I, the only I thing wonder that makes if sense the Eternals are going to be in Thought, Love and Thunder, or if they'll reference them. They'll have to. I reckon. 
Cam- I wonder cameo if, at most hours because like I wonder because it's like going to be kind of like funny and comedic because that's Taika Waititi's style yeah. I wonder if there's going to be a line where God of the is like, I will kill every god, and Thor's like, what about the Eternals? And God's like, well, they don't count, they're robots or something. I wonder if they're yeah. like a throwaway joke or... I reckon they'll mention um, Kingo. I reckon they will, now that they've they've purposely made the effort to mention Thor, yeah. Thor will now mention Kingo. Or like, at least, oh, so. there was this guy that used to follow around, like, he, he had these weird hand lasers. <laughs> something genuinely weird like I also like the I like to think of like the fact that Kingo or the Eternals in general knew who Steve Rogers was because they don't call him Steve Rogers they call him Captain Rogers so maybe yeah. they knew him in the 40s oh yeah. yeah okay or at least they knew of him you know mm. maybe Fastos was working for the uh, Manhattan it would project. make sense though it would make sense yeah because yeah. they don't call him like Captain America or Steve Rogers they call him Captain Rogers so I, it's I don't know I I, I reckon Fastos would have had something to do with that though if he, if he created the atomic bomb then he would have That I, this is why I kind of wish this was a series because I want to see how their connections to the larger universe flash out because there are really interesting connections yeah. there did Fastos have any like impact on Wakanda? He's a black scientist, like he's he's like an inventor. He's like been around forever. Like, did he help this civilization of people who look like him advance further? Was it like a secret thing where he went off on his own? Was like, look, I'm going to give you guys some technology to get you started. Don't tell anyone else. That's why they're so advanced. Because he wanted to give like cavemen steam engines. Maybe he, he was like, I really yeah. want to show off my tech. I'm going to go to this culture of people that won't be too freaked out because we look the same, and I'm going to yeah. give them this advanced technology because a big fucking meteor's just landed. And they are incredibly advanced over everybody. And it would make sense that they got that little bit of edge, not just because a meteor landed, but mm. because Fastos was like, hey, here's some extra stuff. Here's some shit. I'm going to give you the steam engine like a couple thousand yeah, years early. Because even if the meteor does land... How that do they doesn't get necessarily the mean that you'll know what to do with it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I wonder if there'll be a connect- That's the thing. I'm interested to see how this connects to the larger MCU, but I don't know. I can't really think of where they're going to come along down the road, except for Thor, especially since the Celestial turns up and goes, well, yoink, you're gone. So yeah. there's no Eternals on Earth now. And they all seem to be focused on going off into space and finding other t- Eternals. And what do you think, Seb? You've been you've been quiet again. Yeah, because I was just lost. <laughs> you were lost. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Is that it? That's that, it. That's you're, that, you're just lost. I, I was I was just lost in that conversation, and so I just thought I'll let you guys have your moment. <laughs> but what do you think? Are you excited to see how this connects to the larger... Well, I think you're going to find out in Eternals 2 whenever that happens. I reckon three years' time. I reckon three years' time will give them enough time to start creating, like, a new... Well, I, I mean, that's actually... Because like, you say, like, three years' time, maybe we'll get, like, another one or we'll get a new what? story or whatever. But do you think... Because this film, I don't think it's made a lot of money. I think it's had quite a negative reception. Do you think they're gonna do an Eternals too, or do you think they'll just put these characters into like the larger? I I I, I hope that they make a new one, like a second one, yeah. just to sort of top off and sort of Same. explain a lot of things. However, I think that Marvel has got enough from that film in just the Black Knight alone to yeah. start a new complete concept that has a lot more avenues. Because I think 
if this film had have like blew up and become really really popular i think that then a second one would be instantly on the way yeah but because this maybe like you said not done too well i reckon mm. it's going to be like oh, we could probably just cut our losses and start going with the black knight and start obviously the captain britain and like line, tie that they were already kind of going to do anyway let's face it i mean they were talking about it well hopefully. yeah the, i i think Henry I, cavill would be a fucking he would be a great <laughs> like, fingers crossed but what do, what do you think, Seb? Do you think, think we're going to get an Eternals 2? I think it has to be done because they've just entered into the big, you know, gods, like the creation of worlds and everything. They can't just not continue it. You know, they've introduced characters because as well. They, yeah, because they've been teasing Celestial since Guardians of the Galaxy 1, really. They can't be a big well, cinematic I... universe and then ignore one film about the creation of the worlds. Yeah. But do you think we're going to get that continuation in another film, or do you think they'll just put that into a different franchise? Or do you think they'll retool this franchise and get, like, a different director? They probably... Well, they might get a different director. I don't know. We'll just see what happens. But, I mean, they may appear in other space films like Thor, God and Thunder, or Love and Thunder. Um, I don't think they'll turn up in Guardians. I think that'd be a bit too random. Um, I because there's like a bunch of cut scenes that are like in the trailers that we don't see in this. Like um, there's like a scene of like Thena surrounded by like fallen drapes and sprites like singing on the plane or whatever. I wonder if Chloe Zhao had a different vision for this movie that Marvel have kind of diluted, and I wonder if this movie getting the negative reviews it has compared to her last movie winning Best Picture at the Oscars. Yeah. I wonder if this will motivate Marvel to maybe not interfere as much. And they'll bring her on for the next one, but this time they'll be like, you know what, you go full Chloe Zhao, and we won't hold you back. I hope that's what they do. I hope they don't just go, fuck it, get some random person in. I mean, I thought that's what they did Unless that random film. person's Zack Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because like, Chloe Zhao, she's like up and coming. It's the same with like, Taika Waititi. Like, he's, he's got, like, a good backtrack on him. And, like, they've both excelled to become really good directors. With, like, you know, um, Jojo Rabbit winning a lot of yeah. awards. And like, no outside Man of Land. Marvel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, outside of Marvel, they've both done really well. James Gunn, he's also done really well. But he's not really done a big movie outside of a comic book film. Because his next big movie outside of Marvel was a DC project. And now his next project's a DC thing. He's doing Peacemaker, then after that he's back to Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> he's not done anything outside of his comic book movies. And he's also said after Guardians of the Galaxy 3, he's taken a break from directing. So we're not really going to see like a non-comic book James Gunn film for a while. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, like, I think they did kind of get like a, a random director in, I guess, from like a, a certain perspective. But like she's had like a lot of good work in the pipeline. So I, I don't know. I... Personally, I want them. I want them to do an Eternals too. I want them to give the reins fully to Chloe Zhao, but if they do decide to get rid of Chloe Zhao, I think the only person who has at least the visual capability to pull off a story on this scale would be Zack Snyder. Yeah, look, I mean, look at what he did with the Justice League. Four yeah, hour cut, like. exactly. Like I, I think he. But I, I mean, I don't think Zack Snyder would ever do a Marvel movie, no. especially because he's like wrapped up with like a thousand zombie movies and fucking Netflix. They watch. Oh yeah, God. yeah, because he's got that. You know, he's also got that Rebel Moon film coming out, which is like his Star Wars oh, film. Yeah. 
So I I don't know. We'll we'll have to we'll have to wait and see, won't we, Seb? That's my catchphrase. Yeah, because you you can't do anything but. <laughs> but I I think that another option that they could do is maybe obviously because part of the Black Knight's thing in this universe is that he's looking for his girlfriend, mm. fucking somewhere, <laughs> wherever she is. Yeah. I reckon they might make not maybe not the origin, but. I guess partially his origin. I reckon they'll, they'll maybe base that around finding her, which could explain and go into more depth about <laughs> what they were like. So they they take the Eternals franchise, <laughs> yeah, and they make them side characters to the Black Knight. I, the Black I, Knight I, becomes I, the main I guy. I genuinely think that could happen. That actually, they, they, they've done. They've, they've given them their own film. That's what people wanted. But now the, they're like, look, we've I don't this think. Person. I don't think the Black Knight would ever get his own movie, but he would definitely get his own series. And in that capacity, well, Eternals yeah. being side characters to that, that would actually give them enough breathing room. I think room. they could, yeah. Because, let's face it, even though I like all the characters in this movie... They felt more like series characters. Though. Yeah, and a bunch of them weren't necessary. No. You could cut out Gilgamesh and Athena. I, I fucking love them too, though. I love I, them I, too. I like their relationship. I, I love their relationship as well, but you could cut those two out that film and the film is the exact same. I disagree. I think they're needed because, as you said, we need Athena to, sh- to kind of show off how they're just, you know, drones, basically. I, I don't... Well, that's the thing. I don't think that... Do you fucking mind? I don't think... I don't think they're needed. I don't think they're needed, but I get... Like, I think that's the purpose of the Mad Weary, but I also don't know if you actually need the Mad Weary. And in turn, you don't then need Thena, and then you don't need Gilgamesh. Like, it all starts yeah. to, rick- like, ricochet. Like, if you take what that finale is actually trying to do, there are certain characters. Like, Kingo, he's really good, he's really funny, he's really charismatic. But when it gets to the finale, he's so unnecessary that the movie itself goes, right, Kingo, you're just going to have to take a back seat. Even when we do the uni mind, we're not even going to cut to you to show you joining with the uni mind. You're yeah. just fucking gone. He's a comedic break, I think. That, yeah, that's I, I think because they originally it was going to be twelve Eternals and they cut it down to ten. I think you could very easily cut this down to eight or nine with Ajax being the one who gets killed off straight away. Do you know what I mean? Sort of, but I still think they're all needed. Why do you think they're needed though? Because it's the Eternals. They're all... <laughs> it's the Eternals. The, the movie has presented you with characters and you go, that's exactly what they have to be. <laughs> they have to be in it. Because it's the Eternals. They're part of the big... Yeah, but like you you can... I think... It's like trying to do an X-Men movie and then you put every X-Men character in it. Yeah. You don't need that. You can do a couple in the first one and then bring Marvin in the second. Absolutely. Like, you don't need Nightcrawler in the first X-Men film. You can bring him in in number two. I think you could, they could in the same with the Eternals where they have a select group and then... Because they're already doing that with Eros. They didn't have Eros on Earth that introduced him second. Yeah. And it also ties in with what you were saying about doing over the two films. The first film could be set around maybe five of them. Yeah. Obviously Cersei, Icarus... There's like a group that are sent to Earth or whatever and then the yeah. second one, they learn their actual purpose in the modern day and then they also find other Eternals who have come to ensure that purpose actually happens. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I do think like this. The relationship is overstuffed. The, the relationship, the film is overstuffed with these characters who all have interest in relationships, but I don't think those relationships have a lot of screen time to really play out. Like 
you see more of Cersei and Icarus being apart than you do actually seeing them together. Yeah. And that's like in the first part of the movie, you know? And that when you see them actually together in the past, there isn't enough there where you go, I get why they're together. Do you see what I mean? Like, there's just, it's all, nothing has any room to breathe. Yeah, I, I, I think they also did themselves, they put themselves between a rock and a hard place by having two love interests that are both of equal importance to the storyline. Obviously, with Kit Harrington's character. Like, the whole point in the cutscene and building up the Black Knight is because he's in love with her and he's going to try and find it, right? So you need that importance. But then also the importance to the story for their love interest is mm. that there was the it was the hardship and that he'd left and then... True, you know yeah, I, mean? I, I can see that. I, I, it's I, a hard I, place for I them think, to try and do both. Yeah, I, they shouldn't I, have. <laughs> I think you can get away with having both of them in the film purely because they do sideline Kit Harrington, but I also think it would have worked just as well if they'd have brought him along on the adventure as the oh, point of view I, guy. I 100% think they should have done that, but the way they've done but, it at the minute... Yeah, it's... I also get that you can't, because then, like, if you, 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 you don't want her to... You need her... All of her attention needs to be on Icarus, so they can sort of try... But then they don't yeah. even really develop that. There's no really... They don't really... They have, like, a one conversation where they talk about why he left, and then he's like... He touches oh, her arm, and then... He's oh, I'm a bad guy now. I'm going to mm. try and kill everyone. I, I, I don't know, it just... I feel like you're annoyed at me for, for having issues with this film, Seth. <laughs> I just really liked it. Like, No, I really liked it as well, but... Unpopular uh, opinion, I thought it was better with... than Shang-Chi. Well, oh, we, I, we yeah. re-watched it. Um, I, I watched it for the first time. Last yeah, time. Oh, yeah, I re-watched it, you watched it. That's actually interesting then, because you've seen them both fairly recently. Yeah. Which one did you enjoy more? <sighs> It's hard, but I, I think I'd probably have to say I enjoy Shang-Chi more. Really? Yeah. But on a personal level, because they touched on the... Like we were talking about yes, the, oh, the Chinese the, visuals and stuff, yeah, stuff like the, that. the mythology. But then I, I also think... I, I like them both for very different reasons. I think the cinematography of Eternals was so much better mm. than Shang-Chi. But I also kind of enjoyed the story a little bit more of Shang-Chi to mm. an extent. I I think it was a bit more fleshed. It was a bit more fleshed out, and it felt like a bit more whole than what Eternals was because obviously Eternals feels like it should have been done over two, three films, maybe even a series. Yeah, I I can get that. See, I I don't know because like rewatching rewatching Shang Chi, and not rewatching Eternals. When I'm watching Shang Chi, I'm like, oh, I like this bit. This bit really slows down. You yeah. know, like like I I'm so I I can see sort of a bit more fault with Shang-Chi than I could when I originally saw it. I do... I I, I think maybe I enjoyed Shang-Chi more because it's a little more focused. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, if I was presented with both of them, I think Eternals is the one I'd want to watch again. I, I, I do think I agree. Yeah. But I think that's, for me, because of the cinematography. Okay, okay put it this way, right? I think Eternals is more interesting. Yeah, because Shang Chi, I think, is is your very standard good. Marvel an, film. Yeah, it's an it's an entertaining film, but it's an origin. It's an origin for a new Marvel character. Yeah, Eternals is more of a a cosmic epic about yeah. the the, the nature that. of can you turn away from your own purpose? Yeah, the reason you're designed doesn't have to be the thing you live for type thing, and it's more about like a theological debate in a way, and I yeah. find that more interesting than Shang Chi. Just learning how to use chi magic or whatever. But then I, I guess that the, you could say that the film for Shang Chi almost serves its purpose 
as the film that it was trying to be more yes. than Eternals does, which I guess would be more of a win for Shang-Chi. Yeah, that is, is true. what it tried to be. Shang-Chi does tell a more cohesive story Eternals than what Eternals does. Cause... fell short on what its goals were almost. Well, this is very interesting. This is very interesting. You know, I think the best film is Citizen Kane. So we can... <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can end on that. Citizen Kane is better than Shang-Chi. All the and the turtles. <laughs> That's it. Good night, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can end it there. So, um, Seb, next week it's just, we're back to just the two of us. Yay. All right. <laughs> oh, fuck you then, Seb. <laughs> Show a bit more enthusiasm, please. What are we doing and, uh, next week? And Well, next week, next week's a little different. Next week, this is like a little, um, a little topic I think would be kind of funny. We're going to talk about the cancelled DC movies that ruined Smallville. Oh, I, I forgot the homework I've got. <laughs> Don't worry, we've got we've got like we've got like a week to record it. I'll send you the homework. Oh again. God, love Smallville. So yeah, we're going to talk about a bunch. We're back to DC topics. Yay! We've done a bunch of Marvel. We've done a bunch of. I say we've done a bunch of. We've done one Star Wars. And then uh, we're back to we're back to DC. You've had a Star Wars expert. Yeah, we've had a Star Wars expert, famed Star Wars expert Joe from Singapore. From Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I think I, I feel like we forgot to talk about something in this film, you know. I I mean, is there something we've missed? I, I think there's nah. anything to speak about that, that, that possibly could have. We spoke about the Black Knight. We spoke about Blade. Blade. We spoke about the Deviants. We spoke about the characters and... I, I, I generally don't think there was much to think. We spoke we, we spoke about the Disney the, Plus the design, day yeah, we, and Moon Knight. I really feel like Moon we're Knight forget- is the best one. <laughs> we're going to start recording there's going to be like a character that we've completely neglected to mention or something, isn't there? Did we talk about all we, the... Uh... No, we haven't. We didn't even mention Ajax. Oh, we didn't mention Ajax! <laughs> but then again, she wasn't that necessary. She died. Oh, actually, no. That's the thing. That's... I, I wanted to thank you. Uh, just quickly before we finish up, if you watch the trailers for Eternals, it spoils the twist in the movie. Because yeah, I've missed that. Yeah. That was the thing. You watch the trailer, and there's that scene of Ajax talking about, ah, oh, the humans they reversed the Thanos snap. Yeah. Oh, how great are humans? But then in the film, they find a dead body and and like. Fucking Icarus is there going, well, she was definitely killed by a deviant. And I'm like, well, in the trailer, you two are talking at that farmhouse. You clearly killed her. Oh, you're the bad guy. Like, the minute that yeah. happens, oh, he's the fucking villain. You pieced that together very quickly. Because it's all because of the fucking trailer. The trailer basically fucking spells it out for you. That's, but I, uh, that, that's what I feel as well. Like, that's modern actually, day superhero films. The trailers are getting worse and worse for actually spoiling yeah. shit in the film. Usually, Marvel's quite good at that. Marvel will, like, put fake scenes in trailers to trick you. But this one, they just went, here's a real scene that is actually a reveal of a twist. <laughs> yeah, it's another shortcoming of Eternals. <laughs> and, like, you know what, right? It's. I think that's also interesting. I know we were going to wrap up. I'm sorry, Seb. You want to leave, clearly. <laughs> I think um, what's uh, um, interesting, though, is the fact that they didn't just go, oh, humans are really special because humans are humans. They were like, humans are special because they were the only species in this entire universe who actually managed to undo Thanos' snap. Yeah. They figured out a way to get the stones, they undid the snap, and they saved not just people on Earth, but across the universe. These people are clearly different. We need to look after them. 
And I like that explanation as to why they changed their mind. I remember I didn't get it in the forest. Didn't you? Well, because I, I remember thinking, but oh, I can't remember what I thought, but it was right. <laughs> but, uh, that was complete, yeah. But yes, I, I, I just think that's interesting that they didn't just go, oh, humans are special because they're special. They gave a reason, built off stuff that had come before. I think that was like a really, a really fun and unique way to kind of connect it to the MCU. I know. What, what do you think, Seb? I, I, I agree. Oh, fucking hell. Right, let's, <laughs> let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Right, so next week we're going to be talking about Smallville. Yay! So oh excited. God, God, Seb. Have you seen Smallville? <laughs> no, I haven't. No. Oh. I, haven't, I haven't seen any of it. And I'm dre- I'll come on next week, Seb, yeah. and I'll tell you about Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one time we need you as an expert. <laughs> yeah, you've actually seen Smallville. I've seen every painstaking minute of that teen angst <laughs> shit. <laughs> also, one of the best series I've ever watched in my life. It's, but <laughs> it's 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 um it's definitely something. It's definitely something. I, I love it. It's I love it. Well, we're gonna get into that next week. Well, enjoy, guys. So uh, yeah, tune in next time, people. Same bat time, same bat channel. Is that your actual catchphrase? I, think it's well, I mean, we I like can't it. if. I, I think we're gonna we can't use that. We're gonna get sued. Fox or Warner oh, Brothers. Like gonna like they're gonna really. listen. <laughs> yeah, we can keep doing it until we get popular. Until like it's a, like it's a sure thing. <laughs> I reckon you can. I reckon you can. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate I that. Yeah, it's good. It's I appreciate nice. that. If we keep getting, I thoroughly famed. enjoyed this today. Have, yeah. Thank you for letting me. Seb fucking hasn't. Thanks for letting me be a part, of, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be a part um, of it. So yeah, tune in next week, everyone. Ciao. Goodbye. Bye.